one. I'm JP. I don't know. I can't hear you, Ben, at the minute. I don't know if you're muted, lad. Oh, it always makes, every time we switch from Patreon to public, something goes wrong. Typical. <laughs> but we're on. <laughs> Grapple Weekend Show. Yeah, out in post. No one on that. 2nd of September. All the important stuff. Mate. We're, uh, we're here. We're live for our patrons. We've just been uh, doing a bit of a, a pre-show on, um, talking about mm. uh, some of our, our favourite people, maybe uh, out on the job market. Um, you were even eating a nice kebab, mate. It's been a, yep. It's been a good evening so far. So I'll fit down there, I won't lie, but I live on YouTube, I don't think I can start like just eating <laughs> on air. I think that's probably a step too far. Um so yeah, no, no, very well, very happy it's Friday. Mm. Thank God, and by Christ is it a busy weekend. Oh god. Did you knock that kebab back by the way? Was it all right? Was no. it the quality you wanted in the end? Oh, it was quality, it was lush, <laughs> but like half of it's there. So it feels like that's the little treat. Yeah, it'll be cold. I'll live. I'm a grown man. You'll get back to it. You'll get back yeah. to it. But yeah, um, obviously, uh, this is uh, a free show. Uh, like I say, the patrons got the uh, the first uh, part of our, our Patreon uh, pre-show there. But we are obviously, um, as the uh, the ticker at the bottom uh, is saying here, our friends at Spite are uh, helping us today. And also, we have to party all the time as well, which decided to yeah. randomly restart again. Um, but yes, <laughs> it's going really well. This goes we well. <laughs> They are supporting us. If you go to grappleapp.com slash support, if you order the uh, the pay-per-view this weekend or out from there, it costs you the same amount of money. Uh, if anything, it's a little bit cheaper if you use the uh, the website and the and the link that we've uh, got there when mm. you do the weird pounds to dollars conversion thing. But it means Grapple gets a bit of a, a kickback from it as well. So we always use that as an uh, excuse to go uh, go live on the uh, on the free feed there. So yeah, hopefully uh, people uh, enjoy this uh, this stream tonight, JP. Uh, yeah, as you said, we have got eight billion things to to go through it's like all of the wrestling news happens all of the wrestling events are happening this weekend you know people have been talking shit in the media on media calls in interviews it's just yeah it's basically like a replacement spotlight today it feels like um, it is it really has that vibe i mean there's already images of giles brandreth and vernon k meeting triple h that would quite handily should be the the the, uh, one of the graphics that we would have up there certainly would have made the uh, images for for spotlight on there as well. But yeah, got a couple in already. What's Triple H been doing today? Like, what are the other ones he's done? Like, I'm sure I saw people on like Good, Good Morning in Britain. I've seen like yeah, just like like you say, Van and Kay getting a a fake title belt. Like he's just he's been everywhere today. Hey, he has been, hasn't he? He's been all over the place. So, I mean, so he was meeting. Was he meeting Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak? If he was meeting oh, was Giles he? Brandreth, I hope he no, was. that was on this morning. He was there for that as well, but he was probably because he was hosting that the night before Brandreth. Mm. Yeah, um, he has been everywhere. The the bastard. Um, <laughs> but he's plugging. He's plugging it. Ariel Helwani gave yet another disappointing interview since he decided to cover wrestling, like which is just like kind of. I used to like him. Now it's just like dull. Like you talk about client journalism, it's this in the extreme with like. It's even See, worse. I didn't, mm. I didn't know if he was good or not. I just, I just kind of like trusted people in the MMA world who <laughs> said he was, and then it jump over to wrestling has been, yeah, it's gone about as well as uh, some of the technical issues on this uh, this stream so far. But oh yeah, yeah, apparently Vernon K is still a thing, yeah, uh, and is also the uh, the current and and reigning WWE champion. I think that's what we've uh, we've learned today. I saw a uh, see kid like us too do a tweet about how there's going to be a lot of like awkward moments on the streets of uh, Wales. You know, you're going to have WWE uh, superstars bumping into 
the Lycosses and, you know, Big Guns Joe and the other lads who are uh, in town for the weekend, mate. Yeah, Wales, the, uh, the capital of, uh, of wrestling this weekend. It will be. I mean, those lads might make it to the big show if they decide to do, I don't know, a load of lads who need to hold Drew Galloway's chair as he's holding a big fucking sword up in the sky or something. And we might get to see them this weekend. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they'll be like, who are you? You're a what? I don't really believe that. Like, you know, there's going to be a load of those kind of, I, I think. In yeah, time. you're not a wrestler. Like, I saw Mark That's Andrews right. posted a picture of himself, like, doing, like, yeah, the couple of the lads on interviews, including Pete Don, who I assume is the uh, the one who did the uh, the introductions. But, mm. like, I bet and he was like, oh, yeah, I was in uh, NXT UK. And like, where are you, lad? Were you really? Like, you know, nobody, nobody knows. Well, we all By at some way, point. You said the before on the pre-show, the the funeral of NXT UK is coming this weekend. Apparently, it was last yeah. night. Did you know the last episode ever of NXT UK aired last night? It, I only did because Andy told me, and he was one of only two people I knew who who watched that show. So, like in a sense, Andy was like he was there from the beginning to end of mm. this. Like he gets to like sort of cop it all off on um, on Sunday when it's on, like with this with, with that show. As we watch Brock Brecker beat Tyler Bate in about eight minutes, because it'll look like I don't know Rick Steiner beating up a child, more or less, won't it? By comparison, I saw there's like there's like a beer pong tournament going on. There's a it wasn't a slap fighting thing. What was it? I was it was like rock paper scissors tournaments. I'm pretty sure your mate Chung Mambo um, is organised that going on, mate. It's not there. Uh, Do better than um, that, Chuck. You know it. This is supposed to be our WrestleMania weekend, mate. I'm not sure if it like you know it quite uh, quite me meets those expectations there would have been a time where you would have like would have seen all of the venues around there like that kind of motor point arena and the rest of it would have been doing kind of bigger shows but really i mean i've put them in the the kind of preview there's there's not really anything to be excited by it um Mm. like i say we'll discover as per the appg the legacy of cardiff which just used uh, something i said the patrons earlier on like it's the fucking 2012 olympics that that's a question. Have re- have your favourite JP have Welsh wrestling organised the show for this weekend? Because I feel like if, if there's not like the, like a family tribute show equivalent going on this weekend, like what are we doing? How <laughs> we flush JP? This could not go. This could not be going oh, best. Isn't something like Oh, there he is. Yeah, gonna have to. He's off to see ICW at midnight tomorrow, mate. 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 That Andy fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, you've seen and Andy there in the chat saying that, like Christ above. Uh, Off wrestling on air. When's their next hmm. one? What the fuck is this? Oh, it's it's very, very dull on here at the moment hmm. in this group. Oh no, there we go. Welsh wrestling. Come on, lads. They're at Gateway Resort, wherever that is. It's okay. a good fucking turner, actually. Do you know what it is? It's just the inside of one of these holiday camps. Mm. Is what it is because there's a load of people with like there's a lot of alco pops on the table judging by this as well they're in tenby they'll be about support them Fair enough they deserve it hour and a half you know you have three matches at the start bit of a rumble at the end at most mm. potentially mm. just to, if you want to see a match done on like sort of like almost performance art minimalist style that's welsh wrestling for you there's like seven people involved total and i'll do a that's couple a- hundred people that's the true spirit of a uh, Brit Res or Welsh Res or however you want to put it. That's what we want. Like I saw WWE tweeted out today, like a knockoff, like um, you know, 
American wrestling type poster, but it was far too professional. It had like it had like you know properly spaced lettering, high def photos. What they should have done is got the clip art out, and they should have got like you know Microsoft Paint editor out to uh, to throw some pictures on. Have like you know Ooh. insert Welsh Welsh wrestler here as a uh, as the Rock. You know, insert the Legend of Doom. Get all uh, get all those types of. Uh, Guys on there as uh, as JP's internet continues to uh, to shit the bed. Um, he's back now. He's back. It's gone so well. Right. <laughs> this ha- this never happens. Certainly not on Patreon. You don't get this. This is what we're throwing out on YouTube, putting in a bit of not so deliberate it, it, technical issues. Is it like a reverse advert? Like if you want the good stuff, pay um, and join us at patreon.com slash grapple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Where I dish out the broadband, the fiber wire. <laughs> <laughs> I could do with some of that, to be honest. Um, <laughs> obviously, uh, yeah, there's the comments you see on it on screen right now from our from our patrons in the uh, in the Patreon chat. Uh, Liam here saying uh, Brian Cox apparently on an uh, the motor pointing Cardiff, just in case. Yeah, <laughs> fancy staying at the lights for the in town. Love that. Um, yeah, Lids uh, saying uh, he loves when uh, JP uses phone. I think maybe that's what's murdering your uh, your internet yep. mate. Um, <laughs> All like, these Brooke, tabs. <laughs> just a case says. <laughs> like, I mean, this is this is bad. Getting a lot, getting a lot of stick for this tonight as well. And I'm just torturing myself with like a lovely tea down there that I'm ignoring as well the entire time that I did manage to sneak in a bit of the pre-show. But yeah, oh, shit well. the bed. We'll, Internet here tonight. We, Apologies. If it doesn't hold up, maybe we'll uh, we'll knock your camera off if it starts uh, messing yeah. around or something like that. Might be the uh, might be the play. It's not that you're just doing something sneaky. You get that at Patreon.com/slash Grapple. Um, <laughs> obviously, yeah. So yeah, the comments you see on screen are on the uh, on the Patreon. So yeah, if you want your comments read out on mm-hmm. screen, uh, Patreon.com/slash Grapple. But we do have some people in the in the public chat as well. For some reason, Will's yes. over there. Hey, I'm pretty sure Will's a patron. You're in the wrong place, mate. But uh, Will was asking if you go on the gaming convention at the end of September, JP. Um, apparently, e- EGX. No, <laughs> frankly, this is a work thing. It, it's a ball ache to get to the Excel from here. I can't be bothered with getting to the Excel, so I'm not going to go there effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, at this point, um, I'm not going to be going there because they're going to be doing a similar one in Birmingham, which is a hell of a lot easier to get to. And I get to go to the NEC. Ah, but yeah, there you go. Not particularly nice exciting, but there you go. Nice little insight into we what will, I won't be doing will. in late September. We've also got on the public chat our mate uh, in a uh, UK FF legend, uh, Ian Andrews Ice Clay saying Nails was just on the on the ITV news. Apparently, um, is he going to be making a comeback? I assume that was like an, an advert for uh, for this for uh, for Clash of the Castle. Kevin Vacholtz. Apparently, I saw Fuck Alan Farrell tweeted out some footage of him today of him yeah. in um, Giant Gonz. Was it Giant Gonzalez? In, like, El Gigante, because like, it was it was yeah, Gordon like, Soley doing the commentary for Eurosport. What was that? I didn't understand what it was when he was watching. I, I don't know. Is it Doc Nelson? He came out. Oh, yeah, that was his name. This? Yeah, which apparently John Lister said that his name was because he had DOC on the back of his prison uniform. Yep. And I think Nelson was just like a mistranslation in Japan when they were trying to say nice. nails, which I respect. But more detail on that, please. I want to know why he's on the telly. And uh, yeah, our mate uh, Jeremy um, is uh, is in the chat as well. Um, who was in uh, in Vegas saying he uh, just got in. But uh, yeah, the, the rate talking about the rate in the uh, AW got, which is uh, a note uh, we will be uh, we get mm-hmm. to uh, today. But yeah, without further ado, JP, and while the uh, the internet is uh, is holding up, shall we uh, get into? Yep. Some of the news. Uh, and as my girlfriend dives into the wardrobe here, this is the kind of stuff that you might see sporadically 
she'll be in the background or I'll ask her a random question because she watches no professional wrestling. But as we have gathered tonight, she did used to subscribe to Box Nation. But sorry, carry on, Ben. <laughs> All the bonus content you want. But yeah, we're going to go We'll go through the, uh, the news headlines. After that, obviously, we're going to do a, a bit of a quick review uh, of Dynamite um, from this week. Obviously, mm-hmm. with the spotlight uh, next week being uh, dominated by the big shows this weekend. I don't know we'll uh, be doing so much of a Dynamite review. Obviously, as well, we got the, the big previews uh, all out and Clash of the Castle and the uh, other shows going on. But yeah, just to, to quickly go through the uh, the news notes uh, from these last uh, 24 hours, mm-hmm. I'd say it's been a packed 24 hours. I think the, uh, the best place to start is the uh, Triple H and, uh, and Tony Khan um, comments from these uh, last 24 hours. Tony Khan had one of his uh, now legendary uh, conference calls uh, yesterday. I was one of the, uh, the media members on there. I did uh, submit a, a question in writing and get in the queue for the call jp would you would you be shocked to know that i didn't make the call um izzy did though um you know ch- literal child um and some 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 journalists who have less standards than a literal child on the way someone was like you know it was oh it was like yeah it was like the you know that's a simpsons meme of just what you're 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 what is it your uh political campaign has got the momentum of a runaway freight train why are you so popular it was basically the aw equivalent to that like these matches are fantastic tell me how they came together tony and it's just like oh then tony goes off for 20 minutes on them but it was actually quite a notable call i thought like he got a little bit wound up at one point and uh, when we came up um he was asked about yeah well to be honest like you could tell for the rest of the call afterwards he was annoyed because like you basically was saying that like reading between the lines he was like well I, i've been very nice to uh, to wwe but they've not been very nice to me and he just shut the question down really quickly which was again tony likes to go 20 minutes on these questions and, and answer them that was extremely weird maybe wonder you know what's happened you know behind the uh, behind the scenes there so that got him wound up there was a question about obviously the uh, the thunder rosa uh, dropping uh, the belt and why that promo took backstage as opposed to why cm punk when he relinquished his belt got 8 minutes on tv to which tony khan answered in the obvious way because cm punk <laughs> you can just end the sentence there it's because cm punk but obviously yeah because you know cm punk is a is a ratings drawer and the unsaid thing there is also that you know cm punk can carry name in a promo and Thunder Rosa struggled to do the 30 second backstage promo. No idea what people just shit the bed against Serena Deep. And Serena wow. Deep can't cut a promo either. Honestly, it's like a anytime they give it's her a non talking point. Anytime they give her a chance, he shit the bed. And again, it's not like the person on the other end is like Jungle Boy or someone. It's CM Punk. Like that is not a, a comparison. Was, that set Tony off. If it was Jade Cargill hmm. and you were doing this backstage, you'd be like, hang on a minute, she can do a promo. Why are you doing that? But it was mm. Thunder Rosa who'd never mm. been able to do a promo, so mm. it's yeah, yeah, a oh, non weird. But yeah, that got that got him all wound up, and it was it was good because he was getting kind of like defensive. And I was because my question was going to be about the CM Punk promo um, mm. against uh, Moxley when he went off on one about Hamman Page. I was going to ask. You know, were you aware that was going to happen before? What was your reaction to it? Maybe sneaking a question about, you know, um, the backstage uh, manoeuvrings going on at the minute and the uh, the belief that maybe the uh, all of that stems around uh, Colt Cabana. Didn't quite get the question in, but imagine that if I could have needled him with that after he was uh, already wound up. That might have been fun. <laughs> Mate, um, but the last <laughs> thing he needed to see was you. Like, that was, that, <laughs> no. that was like... 
<laughs> I did. I did wonder if maybe that might be the reason. Yeah, me call me uh, me writing didn't get a didn't get answered. But yeah, among the other things he got talked about, like really lame question about why the pre show is called Zero Hour Now. That was like okay, whatever. He was asked about Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara, which was a real question. But he kind of went into kayfabe with it, so that was a little bit disappointing. Mm. And the most disappointing thing for me, really, and he, he also dodged around. Sorry, that the talent meeting thing as well related to that wasn't really yeah. interested in there going into that, other than to say like a lot of the reports were, were inaccurate in Tony Khan's words, but didn't say which reports were accurate and which ones were inaccurate. But I think the most disappointing thing for me is like Brandon Thurston asked an incredible question about like the rampage ratings, you know, like with the with the numbers mm. to back himself up, you know painted that pattern that we can all see you know in, interest in rampage is uh, is way down he kind of framed the question like is it because of a lack of stars you know kind of you know if you notice that was the, the main question that he asked to tony and tony just came back with the most vince mcmahon answer ever it was like injuries we've had a lot of injuries and um, that's the reason and obviously now our, our wrestlers are back we're gonna stack rampage and i'm really glad you asked and thank you for asking brandon and yeah we're gonna sort and it was just like I mean, you've had injuries, <laughs> but I don't know if that's necessarily the reason Rampage is a bit of a non-entity of a show. He tried to he tried to paint it, JP, like Dynamite was, you know, in need of all hands on deck because of the injuries, and therefore Rampage suffered and couldn't have the stars that he wanted. Like, I don't know. I feel like he's not really accepting the reality of where Rampage is right now. Yeah, no, he isn't accepting the the reality of it. There's not been like a distribution. How many injuries? How many people have they got? Like wrestlers, uh, it, that's not an issue in AEW. There are so many that they can plug mm. in. It's what mm. they've done with this show. It's about the fact that over time, it's just felt like a B show and it's yeah. become a taped B show with kind yeah. of minor matches, but no real, what you've never had with Rampage for a while is that connective tissue from Dynamite into Rampage and then back into Dynamite. Very Stories tend to be, it's either on Dynamite or it's kind of on Rampage. Or mm. it'll be, there's this backstage and it sets up the match on Rampage because, you know, that's the, the kind of thing you'll do to get that live audience interested in it. So, yeah, I, it's funny, the more you talk about I mean, it's interesting you you got to kind of listen throughout and you're gaining the tone of this because obviously I'm I'm reading, I've read like kind of recaps of it as well. One of the things he wasn't, he was, he was not supposed to do in order to mm. maintain this kind of goodwill is kind of, you know, not answer questions in that kind mm. of honest way. As soon as you mm. say injuries, it sounds like to me, Premier League managers who are under pressure, who are looking for excuses when things aren't going particularly well. And that's not to say they're not going well, but that's what you're kind of used to hearing in these contexts. So on here, the fact he's avoiding that question, there's the the fact he's, you know, any mention of WWE's kind of shutting it down. And, you know, let's face it, we're talking about a show this weekend that's set up after like all out mm. was going to be it was going to be on September 4th. So this is a regular thing that's happened and has always kind of yeah. happened there well, as well. And you just need to get that annoyed. Yeah, it it is an essential show and I, I don't think it's got anything. It's got something to do with the stars, but then there's yeah. a logical reason not to put your stuff. You, you're most like, you know, as much as we complain about it, JP, and we only complain about it because we're podcasters and feel like we have to watch it. Like, yeah. you know, with the audience it gets, it probably shouldn't be an A show with the time slot it's got. It probably should be what it is. Just be honest about that, you know, talk about mm. it as it is, you know, and, and make it, you know, that easy one. Well, I've seen Alan Farrell be really high on, like, just enjoying watching it for what it is, you know, mm. um, and that's fine. But 
I don't know, like trying to pretend um, it's something it isn't is one of those things. And like as as Chris Platt yeah. says, I saw uh, uh, Chris is uh, out there in Chicago, have a great great time uh, while you're out there, Chris. But he has he got the same attitude as me, you know. Um, mm. When I went to the the Vegas shows, like Rampage was like. Yeah, why did I come to a rampage taping? You know, yeah. you got one hour worth of rampage, and then a few dark matches. Like, it is not worth making the trip. It's not worth buying a ticket. Like, yeah. rampage needs to be better. Really, it's that third hour of dynamite, and it should be on those tapings. The only, to be honest, the only time you can get away with having it as a standalone taping at this point is on these pay per view weekends, just because people yeah. are in town and they want to go. Although in this case, the other problem is like it's an hour out of town from Chicago, but yeah. that's another matter. So I do wonder what the attendance will actually be for it tonight, because yeah. We saw from our, our mate WH, who's there at the minute as well at Dynamite. There was a good few empty tickets on that um, on that hard camera side, but also on top of that, like you know, the only other times when they're going into a new market like Toronto, where they've booked quite a small building, so there's like that desire to see AEW in the flesh, and you can do that the one time. But after that, people learn. They're just like it becomes. Mm. And you're seeing it in Chicago, mm. which maybe I'm not saying like. It's, it's not obviously a disaster, but I imagine these ticket sales are down and obviously what it did last year and the kind of venues that they were running. So it does make you think is like you're oversaturating it. Like you can go yeah. somewhere reasonably close by. You can go to kind of, is it Wisconsin's nearby, isn't it, to Chicago? So like you can go there. You can go to kind of other neighboring states that maybe where you might be able to kind of book it. But like you say, it, it it's just like, what is the identity of Rampage? Because very rarely is, when do you ever see like, you know, a big meaningful angle, which is going to lead to a follow-up that's on Rampage? Never. Yeah. And you're not going to you probably see shouldn't it. either though. You shouldn't. Like if anything, if I'm Tony yeah. Khan, someone asked me that question, I go, yeah, you know, well, I go, I'm but, well, we're going to, you know. Future talents. You can dress it up, yeah. You can say that, or like Joe says here, feels like it's a month away from being its own brand with Jay Lethal as champion. Like to take that further, it's going to be the ROH show, or it's going to be the women's show, or it's going to be its its own thing. I'm not sure. Like pre- pretending you're going to stack it now with stars, or even if he really does it, is really you know the play mm. or the answer there. It's a it's a weird weird situation, but yeah, I thought that was odd um, as far as uh, the answers go from uh, from Tony on that conference yeah. call. Like overall, it was because he got quite defensive because the WWE question wound them up. It was one of the the more notable calls, I would say. And I just like I said at the top, I just wish he got more real questions. You know, I know there were you know more serious journalists out there, and even non serious journalists like me, like you know our mates over at Voices of Wrestling. I know that they were they had questions in there mm-hmm. as well. That there's there's plenty of uh, people out there who want to ask. The, the real questions and unfortunately you've got journalists on there asking tony khan how his dinner was and like i say yeah. that, that was the most that was the most frustrating thing because tony's all wound up we just followed a really really good question and it's like okay guys we've got got our last question it's a writing question from izzy of izzy mania youtube show and it was just like i mean <laughs> we're taking quite journalist questions from children let's uh you know let's be a little bit more professional but yeah that part was disappointing but it was interesting but on that note jp wasn't the, uh, yeah. the only um company uh big wig who's uh who's been in the press over the last 24 hours uh saying some no. things and saying some things about AEW. Yeah, and he didn't say this on this morning, sadly, to Vernon Kay, which would have been a weird experience if he was slagging um, slagging off AEW there. No, he did it to Ariel Halwani um, as part of like one of the BT Sport conversations on there to kind of... This being Triple H. This being Triple H, yes, to promote Clash of the Castle and a few other things on there as well. Spoke about like the kind of, 
you know, the, the, the succession plans and the rest of it and how it's a tough position that Vince McMahon is no longer in charge, but he isn't in the equation in any way, shape or form. Obviously, that's excluding his uh, shares and the voting power that come with said shares as well, which obviously are completely meaningless. The main comment that people kind of took away with it was the um, was about NXT. It was about AEW and AEW winning the Wednesday Night Wars and the fact that NXT had been might have been punished as a result of that. And he just basically said, you know, they beat their they beat their developmental, and he was like, yeah, the developmental that was your baby. Like that's mm. the thing he's kind of completely forgotten about that, and he sort of took it then away from that because he's you're expecting kind of bullshit with this, but the amount of fluff that he's allowed to kind of come back in in there with. But he said, you know, Finn Balor being moved up to the main roster, um, moved up to the main roster from NXT on there as well. Spoke about NXT Europe, which was always going to happen, um, mm. but they continue with NXT UK because BT Sport had the airing of it as well, and they were looking to hopefully one day do a World Cup style of promotion eventually, which sounds like my version of hell. I don't know how you feel about it for that one <laughs> on there. Yeah. Um, you know, going back to some of the, the Vince McMahon stuff, he basically says, you know, still going to be using um, WWE Superstar. Um, he said, you know, bringing back first, he was brought up by Ariel Helwani, that bringing back first names, that they mentioned the word wrestling, which is an incredible thing for people to be excited about when you think about it, that you're describing wrestling as wrestling. But here the we are. The Twitter account literally did a one-word tweet that just said wrestling yesterday. <laughs> They're leading into it. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that was cool because Joe Biden wrote democracy, isn't it? Is that is not, yeah. not where, where all, all of that came from. All the brands from, are jumping on. From on there. So, yeah, it's very much like, you know, Ariel Helwani in the role of fluffer during this that's that's very much where he where he was with this he spoke a bit about his heart issues in there as well um and then there were plans for him to do something involving gable steveson which is probably a name that the only next time we'll say is when he's been released without wrestling a match um, I'm winning that bet. He is never wrestling a match, nope. folks. Half our words. If you're not hearing me go on about to spotlight me and Matty, you're going to stand in a stand and bet on this one. That was in the Observer today that gave Stevenson is Stevenson is uh, is uh, not looking good, not showing the other uh, potential, not showing the work ethic. Is the other thing you're uh, you're hearing out of uh, out of uh, different news news uh, sources. It's not happening, mate. He will never work a match ever in that system. No, he He's will never work thing. a match in that system. It's not happening, is it? He's gone. His brother. I didn't know his brother was there. Obviously, not yeah. using the name. Apparently, he's because, looking better. Yeah. Isn't he part of Diamond Mine or something like that? Like, I think. Oh, I've, right. Is he? I didn't even know I, that. I, I think he is. I don't watch it. I wouldn't have a fucking. Clue. Just cover the results. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. There he is. Sorry about that. Well, yeah, actually, no just, guilt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think, like, the biggest thing, and as the, the chat is picking up there, coming out of um, that Paul Levesque interview with Arian, you know, it was. Yeah. It was more useful than like some of the ones Ariel has done so far, which have been entirely in character. He did, in fairness, ask relatively tough questions. Didn't particularly grill Triple H when he got bullshit answers. No but he did ask some interesting questions. Yeah, no follow-up is the issue. But he did ask mm. him, you know, do you watch AEW? You know, asking about like, was is it true that you know NXT losing mm. to AEW in the Wednesday Night War is the is the reason uh, you got demoted? Like, that's a strong question to ask Triple H. Unfortunately, 
you got a strong amount of bullshit pushing back in the Triple H, making a wise ass comments about how, oh, you know, it was a, uh, you know, congratulations, they beat our developmental brand. It's like, hang on, when you when you bang in that drum that it's not developmental for a long time. I know you can technically say towards the end of the run when it, obviously when it became NXT 2.0, and as it is, it is purely a developmental round, but. AEW were battering NXT when they had some of the biggest indie names of the generation. When they had a lot of indie names that are now at AEW, <laughs> NXT yep. side. But, you know, he know he knows it's bullshit though as well. He knows what he's doing. He's just uh, he's trying to needle Tony Khan. It probably links into whatever Tony Khan was mad about um, with mm-hmm. the WWE treating him terribly. Guessing maybe it's the fact that Triple H is trying to poach all his wrestlers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tri- what, what else is Triple H going to do? He's gonna uh, he's gonna talk himself up and uh, turn it into a dick swinger contest isn't he and he's gonna uh bullshit it up this is ferguson keegan is what he's doing and he's hoping that keegan's gonna implode which mm-hmm. you know that has a number of meanings really but i'm not gonna go into that so i'm gonna get sued but it's one of these things where like you know he's trying to needle him and tony khan can be wound up mm-hmm. it's not like this is nick khan who's very much cool, calm, collected, and doesn't seem to kind of have those emotions which is what you want at the head of it it's the fact mm-hmm. they can needle him and he knows he'll get a response from this as well. And like, it's, I mean, I look at the equivalent of, of this sort of triple H interview, very much like being on Fox news where you give the, you give, you ask about topics that are interesting, but you completely allow the interviewee to frame the response. And then there's no reply back. So it's just Mm. as if Fox news was interviewing Donald Trump. They might bring up a controversy, but then they'll just allow them to say whatever it is they say. But, I mean, it's very clear, as all of these media rounds, who's in charge. Like, mm-hmm. you're under no illusions now at this point, and we're very much yeah. like, making the break from McMahon. The quotes... The quote about ice cream, and it's a, but I think it's got it's it's, it's a, I don't know, it's roots in Mike Quackenbush, which you know you never like with anything, but like that quote about like wrestling is different flavors of ice cream. that Quackenbush yeah. used to say, Triple H was saying, he was like, you know, yeah, and you know, where maybe Vince like chocolate and I like vanilla, or the other way around, or whatever. I'm sure Vince is the vanilla to him, but you know, now I get to pick the flavor. It was like. I'm the dad now. Like I, that that part. Yeah. Like if you, if you're gonna be a WWE homer and you're gonna you're looking for reasons to be positive and you know, like we've said, you know, be, be cautious with that positivity. Yeah, very clearly is a you know got the run of the place now. Like there's no no doubt about that at this point. Oh yeah, and they've just got to try and ride the momentum of these relatively good ratings that they've had. Yeah, like to try and do that as well to suggest there's an interest in his vision of WWE and what it can be and what it's going to be. And we've seen those changes happen. I mean, like, you know, we did see NXT in its Triple H guys. So we kind of know what we're expecting to turn into. And it it wasn't something that, you know, reinvented the wheel. It was just like, here's all your indie stars with WWE production values. Like that's kind of, we're still going to get kind of like simple stories, but it's, you know, it's the fact he's out there, he's doing these interviews, he's very much kind of front of house, and like you mentioned there with the, the kind of ice cream ice cream analogy. He's not doing what Vince did, which was hide away. Mm. So he wouldn't be questioned. So it is about putting on a public face as much as anything in the midst of all the stuff that's going on with McMahon that someone else is in charge and they're going to be transparent, mm. re- as transparent as they're ever going to be. So being able to give these conversations, and that's the role. That's the role that he fulfills. 
Well, before we get into uh, the Dynamite review and the, and the preview, we've got a few news notes. I'll probably just bomb through these news notes, JP. Yeah, and go for it. Bomb, bomb us through the, uh, the TV reviews uh, afterwards <laughs> before we, uh, we get to Dynamite while we're doing a bit of a, a miscellaneous rundown. Um, in other quick news notes, uh, Malachi Black um, has apparently, depending on whether you believe this is the source, um, as for his uh, release from, uh, from AEW, and I know there are people rolling their eyes at, like, there was definitely, like, complete bullshit sources on Twitter spreading this. I think Dave Meltzer account at one point um, was making tweets about it. I know Raj Geary hasn't got a, a lot of credibility with a lot of people, mainly because of his bad opinions. Yeah. But he did break the Sasha Banks news. I do think he's credible as a news source, as much as he's not credible as a talking head or as a person with genuine opinions, to be honest, half the time. I think I believe him when he says that Malachi Black is the, is the one who's uh, asked for his release. I think it ties in because, uh, you know, obviously there was uh, concerns about his, uh, his mental health, allegedly, which might explain why other news outlets like uh, Dave Meltzer have been unwilling to say the name of the AEW wrestlers mm. apparently asked for their release. There's some bullshit out there mm. about it being Miro, but I don't think there's any credibility to that. But I do, but for what it's worth, do believe that that part of the story is true. A link to that, Bobby Fish, his AEW contract uh, expired um, at the end of uh, last month, now a free agent. I think that's interesting that they've allowed that to happen. Obviously, Bobby Fish has been quite outspoken uh, in the media, and apparently he's got a podcast on which he's uh, been running down AEW a little bit lately, and he's uh, had a lot to say about CM Punk on, on Twitter as well. So, you know, maybe we shouldn't be surprised that he's on the way out the door. Um, yeah, any comments on uh, on those two stories, JP, before they go through the other the other headlines, uh, do, you, do you believe the Malachi Black one? I mean, I think it, I, I could see uh, it. He takes he takes I his act very it. seriously, like so. And his wife works there, mm. and he was always rumored to be in line for a kind of big push. And he had a different kind of look, and they spent all that time on his entrance and other things like that. That it felt like he was definitely the kind of guy that Triple H would want to go, would have kind of wanted to go with as a kind of certainly upper mid-card heel on the main roster on there as well. And I think it's like the big thing in terms of the family situation. Like I say, his wife works there. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of makes life slightly easier. Bobby Fish, it's only weird in the sense that Bobby Fish, we never got the Bucks versus um, Undisputed kind of oh, era. We sat through a lot of fucking angles and yeah. bad TV to get there. <laughs> like, well, exactly. It wasn't worth it. Yeah, was it? Six months it wasn't worth nonsense. it at all. <laughs> it, it doesn't really, he's just never done it for me. Bobby Fish, like it for me. Remember is, those six weeks where Tony was putting him on telly every week, and he wrestled CM Punk. Yeah, and he had We're all these through this Jay Lethal era of that kind of stuff, where he becomes oh. fascinated with them, or like Tony oh, really? Nice. But like on, as man. losing him, I don't think there's any loss at all. I could see him going back to being a coach, uh, mm. like NXT, because there's a point where I think he's wanting to kind of like he's he's relatively the only value really there is in him in wrestling is part of undisputed era or as part of a tag team with Kylo Riley. What happens with him is going to be obviously interesting, and like you say, undergone undergone neck surgery. Uh, yeah, yeah, and obviously, yeah, Kyle's out with neck surgery, so there's going to be no use for uh, for Bobby anytime soon, anyway. But yeah, those two stories are odd. I think the Malachi Black one. I think with him, mm. he just. I'm not his biggest fan, but I could understand because he is kind of lost in the shuffle. I know he's got a nice pay per view match, but it's a six man, a lot of rampage build, a lot of like. It's not really like he's getting a push in the in 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 a, in a Tony Khan company, which 
doesn't necessarily translate to the way a push might work anywhere else because you know in a, in a company with less wrestlers maybe you know more tv time more prestige he'd have like a big singles match you know c- coming up he hasn't really had that you know in the time he's been at aw he's been featured and he's been on tv but he has like andrade and people like that you know it's not like they're not on tv but definitely lost and lost in the shuffle miro you know another one there's that weird yeah. clogged middle of aw which i very much say he was part of and as somebody who you know was saying on his twitch streams out like you know in wwe you know plan the colors of his socks to uh to match his character he's absolutely someone who takes stuff seriously so yeah. i know people are saying you know there was a random tumble account that started that story but i think we're seeing more credible outlets reporting and i do believe it bobby fish like i say i don't get it i don't get like I don't even, you know, I'm not that bothered about people being released from AEW in general because I think the roster needs a Cullen. Mm. But you take Bobby Fish out, I mean, it's not like you're really losing anyone because instead of Kyle O'Reilly being in a tag team, Kyle O'Reilly's going to be a singles. You know what I mean? It's the same amount of segments, <laughs> whether Bobby yeah. Fish was employed or not. And it's all, like I say, it's all that wasted investment over the months. But, you know, you can blame the Adam Cole injury and the Kenny injury as to why that yeah. maybe didn't happen. But, yeah, odd one. I, Chris says here he'll end up back in NXT. I don't know. Was a you said as a singles act or as even a team with Roddy? I, maybe it'll just be one just to grab for the sake of it maybe that's what'll happen yeah um, and you can get him to come in like i say coaching he's of that age now he's been around enough you he's the kind of person i think they would like to have coaching in nxt and you can do some stuff with him and roderick strong yeah. if you want to do yeah. that there is always that kind of potential but that's i think the limit of it yeah but lo- quite low value stuff isn't it but i suppose yeah. that, that that could happen but yeah as noted there you know obviously yeah, there is the related story uh, apparently a uh, kyle o'reilly put on his uh, instagram over the last 24 hours a lot of posts uh about him uh, undergoing a uh, neck surgery so yeah lord mm-hmm. knows how long he's out don't know whether that plays into the thinking or not with bobby fish whether if he was trouble backstage whether he was worth the trouble um especially if you don't have kyle o'reilly around maybe that's part of it um and the other news note i had was uh just there uh, and again one uh one for me i'm quite happy about full gear um was an out not announced but uh is looking to be announced um to be in the new jersey area november the 19th is the uh, the date that uh the observer has um you at new jersey um obviously not official yet um nfl game on a sunday which explains the saturday pay-per-view so i'll take that jp saturday pay-per-view is uh is always uh, preferable to a to a sunday one but yeah tri-state area might well, uh, might well make the trip out uh, myself. Um, but yeah, apparently it was that oh, weekend lads. because there was a UFC event the week before and uh, an MSG, which uh, lends some uh, some credence to that being a legitimate story. So yeah, that's it as far as a bit of a news roundup goes. Yeah, exactly, and that leads us into the uh, the reviews. Now I know I've had a lot of people ask about MLW. It's not back yet. Their Fury <laughs> road taping was just like a house show, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with it. Fingers and toes are crossed that it's nothing bad, but so there is no MLW. Aren't they doing Shun Skywalker versus Myron Reed, which seems a bit mental? But um, but we have an impact, which you know we've spoken about, and you know had a drunken chat with Mike uh, Mike Bailey about how good it's been recently. <laughs> well, they opened up. They had uh, new. Um, we've got new Impact World Tag Team Champions as the OGK, the original kingdom, defeated the Good Brothers to win the titles because they're finishing up, basically, and going off to New Japan, which is Or fine. WWE, if you believe some report, and apparently they were negotiating with WWE again, which seems bad from both sides. I mean, like Joe says about Bobby Fish, is maybe Triple H is trying to create a perception that WWE is the hot place to yeah. be, but I couldn't believe that story when I read it. I don't. There's no value in them there. The only value is in New Japan, and I'm I'm not even convinced there's real value there. 
This is yeah. like that they've gotten a lot more steam out of their mm-hmm. shtick than they have any right to on there as well. But someone who's also got a lot of steam is uh, Mike Bailey, who defeated Kenny King um, in there. We had uh, Yu Yamura is going to be making his Impact debut next week. Um, I think it was Bapinda. Uh, uh, um, oh, what's his name? Bapinda, uh, was it him and Brian Myers are having a row over the Digital Media Championship. I don't know why the fuck that is a thing on there. Mascara Dorada, you remember him? Well, he was there to beat Alex Zane and the match doesn't feel like it would have happened in Impact. That's a bit mad. <laughs> Aussie Open. We're taught, like, mm. are going to be on it next week. They are interrupted by Moose and Steve Macklin arguing because that's building to a three-way at Bound for Glory. Like yeah. No, I'm I'm completely down with that on there. We had um, uh, Masha Slamovich defeating Diona Parazzo, and they're going to be taking on Jordan Grace for the Knockouts World Championship at Bound for Glory. They've done a real push with Masha Slamovich in order to get kind of the best out of her. Um and I think the other story in there is, is violent, um, violent by design. I think uh, are going to be kind of. They've either, I don't know. They broke up on this one, but they are going to be breaking up. They've had a, a vignette. I think that's going to be happening in future weeks. So sorry, massive spoiler alert in there that I just thought thrown there for no I'm real reason. Sure, uh, Aussie Open win the tag belts as well. Sorry if anyone. Yeah, for anyone, but you know, do they? I believe so. I think they posted the picture themselves with it. That's all I know. I could be wrong. Brand They're building up to them there. versus FTR for even more tag titles. That'd be you could cool, do that in the UK, man. couldn't he? Mm-hmm. For the New Japan That'd be interesting in there as well. But it was the last ever episode of NXT UK. Well, here's fucking hoping. Again, fingers and toes are crossed All for right, this one. All right, baby, sweet prince. <laughs> no, I'm not it's saying over. that. It's not dignified <laughs> with that. I'm taking a slash on the grave is what I'm doing. It fucking was awful. And ruined everything. So, yeah, tough shit. Good. I'm glad it's gone. Well, in the first match, in a wacky spoiler alert, we have Blair Davenport versus Isla Dawn versus Amale versus Eliza Alexander, Eliza Alexander in a fatal four-way elimination match to become number one contender for the NXT UK Women's Championship. That's more time than I should have really given it. Blair Davenport won. How do we know? Because he's going to be involved in the match for When Worlds Collide in there as well. We had um, Saxon Huxley defeated Kenny Williams. I'm sure, you know, many tears shed in the crowd that night um, there as well. And then finally, we had in the Guilty Tramps clash for the vacated NXT UK Championship, Tyler Bate versus Trent Seven. Um and Tyler Bate won. Again, how oh, do wow. we know that? Yeah, I know. It's amazing, isn't it? I reckon what a good angle would be is have him versus Bron Brecker and unify the titles. That'd be a nice way to wrap things up. Uh, yeah, of course. We knew that a couple of weeks ago on there as well. Was it any good? I don't know. I'll carry on the tradition that you and I kind of both had throughout the NXT's uh, short-lived life um, that we'll never watch it. Didn't really see it at the beginning. Didn't see it at the end. So a couple of shows. Kind of thought, no. And now, frankly, it's being drowned like an unwanted puppy in a river. <laughs> so there we are. Been chucked in a bag with a brick and lobbed off a bridge. Uh, chat shocked, AJ. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, Chris Elliott yeah, put his house on, uh, on Trent. Don shocked. Andy says it was a four-star match, though. There you go. Right to Andy went down with the ship. I bet you, I Did, bet you, I bet you and Hamilton watched it as well. Legend yeah, but they got a lifeboat. Well when this shite <laughs> version of the Titanic went down, they were there with Kathy Bates getting in there, weren't they? They weren't fucking hanging on her off, saving anyone. He was like, get the fuck out. 
get the fuck out. <laughs> four four star match between two of them, which I'm sure would have been better back in the day, and you saw more interesting versions of above a Wolverhampton car park. But there it is. Um, dead and buried. Will it be missed? Absolutely not. As James says, the landlord versus the tenant. Um, <laughs> it is, yeah. No, I haven't. I'm not even dignifying level up with the time of day. I couldn't find the results. And I don't know. I don't even know if it's a real program. No. I, I just throw it in there to troll you, mate. But we might need something to replace NXT UK in the uh, in the TV reviews. Uh, if Nathan forward, Fielder but... was going to set up some sort of wacky, like kind of NXT kind of ripoff program, it would be level up using kind of some sort of ironic marketing techniques. I think I think he goes press to go by Ben Carter, doesn't he? Um, oh, right, Nathan <laughs> Fielder, I felt that. No, no. <laughs> What's the I thing? thought he was Fred. dead. <laughs> I saw no. Speaking of level up, JP, I saw I saw a video. I saw a video, and he looked fucking awesome. And I was like, oh yeah, man, when he was a wrestler, um, and then he got the food taken off his uh, his plate, unfortunately. Ah, maybe he'll show up somewhere. Um, as Simon says, yeah, if a four star match happens in BT Studios, is it a four star match? Well, we mate, the only we the only four star matches happens on that BT score panel, which, as Gareth said, is superior to Soccer Saturday, and that's a controversial opinion, but I'll go with it. Got Sutton and yeah. Savage acting like a couple of tits. <laughs> in the public chat, yeah, you know, Zara Hart, I'm not sure who he's talking about. I'm presuming Tim, he's saying uh, he refused to believe that's a real wrestler, JP. If you want more of that, patreon.com slash grapple, where JP routinely invents wrestlers um, yeah. who appear on NXT, NXT UK, and MLW shows. So, yeah, yeah I think those ones are real, though. Um, but uh, <laughs> moving on to bigger matters as far as TV reviews go, not off, not usual on the air uh, the weekend show. We uh, we do a dynamite review, mm. we usually hold off on that to uh, to spotlight. But as I said earlier, with it being a big pay per view weekend, isn't it? Chance we're going to talk much, uh, much dynamite on a uh, on spotlight, which I believe is going to be Tuesday next week, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure uh, Gareth and, uh, and Matty are both going to be joining us for that one. So we should have a, uh, a full set um, for that. That should be a, a fun show. But before we get there, yeah, might as well talk dynamite. Um, obviously, the uh, the show did all right from a from a ratings mm-hmm. uh, point of view. Obviously, it was uh, it was up against a tough competition, wasn't it? With the uh, with the tennis, uh, was it Serena Williams uh, last? Yeah. Uh, my it was a lot from yeah. yeah from Arthur Ashe wasn't it? Yes, yeah, so it was Martha Ashe. It's her last U.S. Open, and um, it's. It, I mean, I know on Voices they spoke about it, and I, I would agree with them in, in terms of like she's like a big figure, like in kind of world sport. Obviously, you had the the King Richard film out recently, so there's always a the potential this is her last ever match, and mm. like she was in there against the number two seeds, and she won, and I think the match ended like. I know it was like kind of what, like 8.44 or something like that. So that obviously would have had, you know, somewhat of a, of a dent in, in the ratings as much as anything else. Cause it was, it was a big deal. I wonder how much the crossover is there with AEW, but I'm sure it affected it. I think it probably would have done in the re- region of what it did regardless. I yeah. think, you know, the, it, I think it was always going to, after, you know, as much as I maybe I was 50-50 on the angle uh, last week, um, you know, it, it, drove, it drove buzz. I think they were always going to, you know, crack that that million points. But, yeah, you know, just over over a million. Um, 0.35 in the 1849, not a, not incredible, but, you know, strong enough. And, yeah, the pattern mm-hmm. of the show was very much, you know, big uh, big interest in the first quarter, as there always is, uh, that big bang failure, uh, holdover audience. And there was, you know, pretty pretty strong uh, throughout through the uh, the Punk and Moxley segments all kind of kept there at the head 
head above the million mark, and it was only once kind of we got the, got out the tail end of that into the last three quarters of the show mm-hmm. uh, into the main event where it kind of dipped to that nine hundred thousand mark. Which, as I said on Spotlight, not cause for a uh, panic, but maybe at some point maybe we'll have that conversation about uh, why the why why that happens. But yeah, all in all, as far as uh, Dynamite goes, thought it was a. Uh, a really, really strong go home show. Um, there were a couple of things on there that definitely uh, made me scratch my head, but all in all, like, really enjoyed it as a show. Um, I think you know the biggest talking point, JV, is you know the uh, the payoff uh, to the to the Moxley and Punk stuff uh, mm-hmm. from last week. I uh, appreciated and very much enjoyed the fact that they had like a show long story. I think AWs needed that on their shows, as far as I think to a narrative strand to to tie things together through the show. So yeah, I thought Moxley came out there and did an absolutely killer promo as far as uh, CM Punk uh, being in his rear view, leaving the uh, the contract out on the ring, which uh, A Steel um, came and. Uh, collected a steel who you might know because the commentators made sure that we all knew who he was and you also might know because when cm punk came out later he said hi i used to train you cm punk um mate like that's not good there. enough until i see an extensive video package going through the life and times of a steel you might as well have just not bothered I, I i take i mean i take the point that obviously i'm invested in, in who a steel is and i don't expect everyone to know who he is but i think when the commentators tell you and when he says it himself, surely that's enough. Like maybe yeah. it would have been better if a couple of weeks, you know, remember that when when Punk was getting carried out after the Moxley match last week, A Steel was with him, wasn't he? Maybe they could have made it a bit more obvious that he was going to be part of the story going forward. Maybe they could have done it a couple of weeks ago. But all in all, like whatever, no, no, no time for that complaint. Fine. I thought the Punk promo um, was pretty bad at the start. Like, and I love you know me, I'm the biggest Punk fan in the world. When he got derailed by that fan chat and called Cabana, to me. That was the ugly side of CM Punk, yeah. like going off on that fan, calling him fat or whatever. I'm not asked about him fat shaming him, but it kind of, for me, it was a little bit coming. To, it was what I said the other week, coming to a head that, you know, maybe Punk doesn't realize it's 2022. And having a little side side swipe mm-hmm. at Hangman Page when we all know what it's really about probably isn't good with a mm-hmm. fan base like AEW. It's something you should probably be careful about. This felt like his chickens coming home to roost a little bit. It was a bit shaky at that point. But then A Steel, well, I'll be honest, I'm not going to pretend he's like this career promo, cut the best promo of his career that I can remember. Um, you know, dropped an F bomb in there, which apparently he's, uh, he's paid a fine for. Got me all fucking riled up at home. Got punk riled off. Okay, the material wasn't great. It was just Chicago, Chicago, Chicago was basically the uh, the contents of punk's promo. But the passion and the fact that it got the crowd going, and just as far as like a bit of emotive TV thought it was absolutely incredible the moxley promo to wrap it up a little bit later was very good too um lots to love about it a couple of interesting talking negative points from a talking point of view but yeah i love this jp what did uh what do you make of the story uh, on this night i thought it was great it was the thing that i first went to because I, there's still parts of dynamite that i haven't seen in terms of like the the main event and uh and the four-way however in terms of this you're right they did a show line story. They did a show long storyline. And that was the thing that's important as a television. And I think the quarter hours kind of bear that out pretty much where I think after that, that's where you start to see the kind of tail off. Like that was the kind of big thing for that hour. And like you say, it was weird. However, let's be honest. He hasn't addressed it. He's never spoken about it. And until he says it himself and go, I've got nothing to do with this. This is going to happen more. It's going to happen particularly more if they ever do anything like turning, you know, Mm. there's going to be, because they're going to know that that's the thing that's going to kind of rankle with him. 
as much mm. as anything else. So I'd be kind of wary of the route that this goes down because, you know, and the way that he dealt with it, like you say, it was like, it was just weird at first. Like he couldn't move beyond it, which says something mm. about that. Like, well, if this is something that is like everyone's moved past and it's all the rest of it. And as Tony Khan said, it's not, you know, moving into moving Colt Commander to Ring of Honor has got nothing to do with CM Punk. Then why is he getting upset by it? Why does it matter? He's the one with the live mic, not the light, not the fan. However, I steal like, and, and you know what? Unbelievable. The F bomb added to it. It did. It absolutely added to it because it gave it a sense of reality and ground it down. And what it did is it made me interested in the mecha- like for once looking at this match, you know, we'll talk about when we get in onto the preview, it adds this layer of how is this match actually going to go? Because we've, we've got this other, you know, you know, you've got this really interesting story. You've got the, you've got the injury angle. You've got the fact that does he think he's still going to be able to do it? Is it going to be this kind of heroic defeat? There's all these different directions that I kind of wasn't feeling as much like next week. It needed something that was impassioned and you've mentioned about it, something to make you care about this main event because it's the main event of the fucking pay-per-view and this made you care. And I thought Moxley at the very start of it did an outstanding job because he didn't do the betrayal of his, as you'd see this in WWE, sometimes they betray their character in order to go for the kind of easy pops and stuff like that. He didn't. It felt because of that reason that, you know, just that bit more kind of edge to it. And he should come out being like kind of cocky just beat like their their hometown guy in in three minutes every 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 everywhere except for that arena basically everywhere except chicago moxley's the face in this story yeah. like <laughs> and that, that that's like it's not a big criticism for me because you know at the end of the day this the spectacle of punk in chicago is going to sell pay-per-view pay-per-views but it is interesting to me like uh, maybe we're going down a bret hart in 97 route but like you know punk leaning so hard on the chicago stuff there was mm. part of me watching the car okay but why the rest of us you know on your side here and like i say i didn't think the material was that good it was the emotion and it was the fact that he you know he did use that hometown stuff to get the crowd going that made yeah. it work in the end but i did kind of have that that little thought watching it that yeah for us watching at home not sure moxley's the bad guy here I feel like mm. moxley's correcting everything he's saying and you know punk's uh punk's the one of them that's being a little bit inconsistent but i love that there's a, there's there's levels and there's nuance to it now to mm. the major talking point we talked about last week you know don't you know when gareth was on team this whole you know side story we've done with the match last week and all of this stuff on adding this stuff in dynamite this week made him more interested in the match at the pay-per-view than he would have been if they'd just done a straight, you know, um, unification match. I'm still not sure if I'm on that side of the fence. I still Mm. think there was a lot of cachet in just, you know, cutting promos over these last few weeks and doing the traditional build to to, to that match. But the one thing I did say last week was, although that that is probably my preference as far as these the, the build to this goes, at the end of the day, two of the best performers in wrestling yeah. are going to be telling this story. You know, I had concern about like, can you really tell a story where, you know, Punk's ankle's not good enough for him to wrestle and then 11 days rest later, he's going to wrestle anyway. I don't even think that that point has actually been 100% taken care of. But the one thing that stopped me going all the way with that point was, yes, but it's CM Punk and John Moxley and they yeah. can sell ice to Eskimos and they can get this thing over. And I think they've done it. You know, I think it probably ended up maybe at the end of the day, 
about the same amount of interest in in, in you know the pay per view and, and that and that is that is mainly because of how good those two are in there. Logically, I do still have a couple of questions about it, but again, it's Punk and Moxley. They can use those yeah. lo- logical holes. You know, we can come back round to the fact that you know Punk's ankle really isn't a hundred percent. I wonder how they'll play that into the match. But you know, while you know that is not the route that I think is the uh, the, the optimum route, this is a great one B, um, and I think. <laughs> You know, you've got to have faith in the performers to to, to pull this even a slightly, you know, less optimum route off. And based on the evidence we saw on Dynamite, you know, while I might have doubts myself when it comes around to the pay per view, I'm sure they're going to pull it off there as well because these are two all timer performers who are going to pull it out the bag. And I felt like, yeah, when they when they were against backs against the wall, they did pull it off on the on this yeah. Dynamite, and so did they steal as well. You know, uh, I thought he was, uh, like you said, a very very big part of uh, of why the promo worked. But yeah, we'll obviously uh, talk a lot more about that when we get to the uh, the match on the. Uh, on the pay-per-view preview but yeah the cracking job and cracking like i say big pot the big positive for me is the fact that the uh, did it as a bit of a, a show long story which as you say was uh reflected in the ratings so that was the big strong part of uh dynamite but i also thought main event incredible absolutely incredible you know like i said last week this is as far as like matches go you know if we're not critiquing the booking or questioning the book on or question the route we take to get to the match as far as just presenting the match this match had me written all over it you know will osprey and aussie open against you know omega in the books like was always gonna kill it and they went out there and they killed it i thought osprey was absolutely incredible um i, I think he's the best wrestler in the world right now based on his g ron run the stuff he's been doing in AEW, and even the stuff he's been doing in a in rev mm-hmm. pro as well a crazy crazy month that uh, that osprey's had this last while i wasn't sure if they'd uh you know again my preferred route might have been to save off on the Osprey and uh, Omega interactions until like a big AEW singles match but they went this route instead you know we we likened it didn't we to like you know Hogan Rocker uh, at WrestleMania and doing that match on the Raw and the go home going in mm-hmm. um, you know they, they they went this route instead but the thing about you know while I might have uh, some misgivings about that being the direction I always knew I was going to love this match and I did love this match and I thought, yeah, all, all six guys just killed it out there. Loads of awesome exchanges, loads of gifable moments, just awesome and yeah, anytime Osprey and Omega did get in there together, like, it was magic, you know, and they did absolutely kill it with each other there. It was just just awesome. Just like, how can, just, how can you not love uh, this, uh, this last 15 minutes of TV? I'm really looking forward to seeing this. I kind of wanted to mm. not rush it and not have to like, because I kind of want to give it that kind of proper bit of time as well. But it, mm-hmm. in terms of where this match happens, like, I mean, you mentioned it being an AEW singles match. I'm still going to stick with my prediction that this is going to be a dome match. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like, if they're not getting a forbidden door type show as an extra dome show, that this is the kind of match that they could put onto there. And obviously you've got the added cachet of Kenny Omega's return to New Japan as part of it as well. They'll look to sort of do the New Japan, you know, subscription base. And they cut, AEW kind of owe them. They made a good bit of money off that um, Forbidden Door show. It would be the kind of thing that's in everyone's, everyone's self-interest for it. But it's also just seeing, I'm looking at this match and I kind of think this could have happened in 2018, in Wolverhampton. Or yeah, in it was another one like that one. Yeah. It, it was. Like DC we saw the game. before. This is stuff mm. that we've seen in, in like, you know, in front of five, six hundred people. So it's, it's kind of mad when you're seeing it like in a in a big arena as a main event on television as well. But like you mentioned, fair play to Aussie Open. I mean, my God, they're kind of hitting their stride and it feels like they're going to be 
you know, this is the thing they're doing to tie them over until they're in tag league where they're not going to be like a forgotten lower card tag team. They're going to actually have real meaning and substance to them as well. And you mentioned her about like Will Ospreay's month. It's the most ridiculous month. Like it's like, there would have been a time where all of those, like the kind of good to great matches that he's having could only have happened in a G1. And instead there's only really two of them that I'm thinking about Mm. from a G1 in terms of the Okada and Shingo matches and the rest of them are in other promotions all around the world, which, you know, you consider the short space of time he's had them in as well. And I think this this kind of like I, Tony Khan did say in the conference call that like this little run he's been booking around Osprey's availability, guessing they weren't yeah. available for the pay per view, which is you know why this this was here. Yeah. yeah, it's one of them. It's like you know we say it all the time with AW. We said it around Forbidden Door. You know while we might have misgivings about maybe the some of the week to week storytelling or the route they go to matches. At the end of the day, they're still matches we want to see. They're yeah. still matches between some of the best wrestlers in the world. And that's what this was. You know, I'm not sure on a star rating as what well, as far as what I give it. Definitely above four and a half. Uh, it might even be 4.75. Oh, wow. But it's very much my type of match. You, you're probably going to watch it and go like four or 4.25. Oh, when I went 4.25 you know. on the one last week, even as yeah. kind of mad as that was. Better like, than that. Better than that. Then maybe yeah. you go four and a half on it. But yeah, as far as putting, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's six, six of the best wrestlers in the world out there. So yeah. once you uh, take all that out of it, they're always going to kill it. And they did. Um, and it was awesome and the one thing I'd say from a story point of view that was interesting was that after the show they did do a beatdown angle um, with uh, with Osprey and the uh, and the Aussies beating down Kenny okay. in the books don't know whether that's going to play into the pay-per-view presumably that may, to me that maybe meant if Osprey and, and Omega is coming it's coming sooner than we think it could be I in mean, New York the only other place is full gear which you could be there for mm, as we discussed earlier could be but it could also be, you know, it could be Arthur Ashe potentially. That's coming up. That seems a bit soon to go after the uh, after the six man, but yeah, um, be interesting to see where they do that. But yeah, that yeah. was a that was a big takeaway from Dynamite. Looking forward to uh, you seeing that. Maybe you can give us uh, some thoughts on a uh, on Spotlight. And yeah, outside of that, on uh, on Dynamite, uh, what else did we get? We got a uh, Brian and uh, and Hager. Um, Brian basically dragged uh, Jack Swagger into the best match he's pretty much ever had. Still like three and a half stars stealing on it, but you know, three three point seven five to be fair. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was very good on the show. Oddest thing on the show. Did you see this? The uh, the debut of uh, W Morrissey <laughs> running through the oh my god on the go home yeah. interview. What a weird place to debut someone. <laughs> like I was proper. Yeah. I, I had to laugh at this one. Like I couldn't even get mad at the book, and I just laughed. I laughed. Same here. I had a good laugh watching this. And then Stokely Hathaway came out and did the thing. Are we going anywhere with Stokely Hathaway? Or is this just a thing they can do for the people they've got nothing to do with? Like, or like, like an Ethan Page and just have him come out and give cards at this point. How big is the stable at this stage? It feels like there's a lot of people, which, you know, it's fine if he's going to be the kind of super manager there. But yeah, bringing in W. Morris, it's like, I, it has shits and giggles value like you mentioned, but really beyond that, I was just like... He's I was been good in Impact. I've got, I'll defend him. He's been good in those Paul yeah. Heyman-style big move fest he did. With that moose match. That. Mm, yeah. Which, better than you'd expect. Better than you'd expect. Like, there, there is an element where you look at him and you think of him in WWE and you think of, like, in terms of his look and how he was. Like, there was a time where he definitely wasn't kind of training. Well... He's put all that to bed ever since he's kind of come back. And he showed more motivation than I think a lot of us expected. It's just that there is like a kind of, it's just very odd for me that WWE wouldn't go in for him because it's almost like he did all the things that they would want. Mm -hmm. It's So it's kind of weird he hasn't come back. 
and it he feels like, talk, like but he doesn't yeah, seem to talk anymore I don't know what the, 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 the you know what the order of the story is, but yeah, apparently WWE did have interest, but apparently AEW have kind of had him on a promise for a while. Maybe that speeded up getting him uh, on TV, as Jeremy says mm. in the uh, in the chat there. You know, he did look good, um, and yeah, it does look like there's going to be about eleven people on that totally uh, faction, but he does look good. I, I guess I, I'm mm. I'm actually as much as a kind of you know I look at AEW and do they need more wrestlers? No, uh, is is point one. Point two though is the is the Something WB Morrissey can offer based on his impact run, yes. But point three would be why do it on the go home show? Unless there's got a payoff coming at the pay per view where he's like the Joker or something like that. Like, surely this could have happened in three weeks where we weren't like, you know, cramming yeah. in segments for a, you know, Keith Lee and Shreya Strickland are relegated to Rampage for the build to their match. Whereas, you know, we got time to do a WB Morrissey mm-hmm. segments. Like, that's where I question it a little bit. But I, I don't know. Like, I think based on the fact that I think it's, it's, I think me and you'd be laughing at this harder, JP, if we hadn't seen his work in Impact recently. And I bet yeah. lots of people haven't. So I understand why people are kind of laughing at the idea but you know uh, he's he's not as you know as much of a schmuck i think as is uh, made out yeah there's a lot worse big man i mean I, it's almost like his match is like a, a, a kind of like what bron Strowman could do mm. back at a time when he went he, you know what he's all he's okay for the role that he's in mm-hmm. he could fulfill that kind of role as a kind of giant it can move and has a level of competency in there and can can do a promo it's kind of but like you say, it's what you do this when you're doing your soft reset after a pay-per-view and you're starting a whole new series of storylines and everything else. That's when you can kind of capitalize on this, mm-hmm. you know, instead it, it didn't it need it. Just build the shit you've got going on for your pay-per-view. I hope there's a logic and there is a big payoff mm. with the Stokely faction coming at the pay-per-view or something. Otherwise, yeah, totally agree with that point. Yeah. Um, the other big, big talking points on the show, yeah, there's some developments in the uh, in the Miro uh, Sting and uh, Alistair Black uh, uh, stable stuff, which, yeah, Alistair Black, uh, coincidentally, not on TV, based on the, uh, the news we heard earlier. Is he only and also there was... one feud as a singles, by the way? I was thinking about this earlier, Malachi Black. What's the singles Cody. feud? Or... Oh, yeah, Cody. mini first game. And then yeah. that's it. Hmm you understand why I'd be frustrated if that's true mm. uh, but yeah that was the other development and obviously there was stuff with Jericho and Garcia but we can get into that when we uh, get into the uh, the pay-per-view itself as we uh, we should uh, run through the card and yeah before the uh, the pay-per-view uh, we've got the small master of, uh, of Rampage coming up on Friday um, Best Friends um, Chuck Taylor and Trent Barretta and Orange Cassidy another development we had on Dynamite taking on the Dark Order team of Alex Reynolds John Silver and Adam Page who I don't know if you've seen this bit on Dynamite yet JP um, it was like Three seconds between, um, it, I think they went. They went from ten was injured to Evil Uno got attacked by Andrade to Adam Page cutting a backstage promo. Which again, I don't understand why that happened. Why could that not be in the ring instead of this W Morrissey segment um, about how we be the Dark Order's tag team partner? Three seconds later, I shit you not, JP on screen. Uh, a big graphic for Adam Page being the uh, the partner. <laughs> so their graphics department are uh, are working there overtime, mate. But that's happening on Rampage, which I think uh, informs uh, the clear direction for the uh, the big pay per view match. Ortiz and uh, Ruby Soho against Sammy Guevara and Time Time Mallow. Is that happening again? Okay, that's happening again on uh, on Rampage and QT Marshall against Ricky Starks to uh, to pay our fast story. So. That'll put some uh, some bums in there in some seats uh, tonight, JP. But yeah, C show level, really, isn't it? This stuff. 
<laughs> yeah, very much is. Very much is. But uh, maybe they'll get a couple of angles or the announcements of another match or something to, uh, to keep people happy. But yeah, that leads us into the big show uh, on Sunday, uh, which is all out. As I said earlier, grapple slash support. If you are planning on ordering the show, as I say, it will uh, won't cost you any more, but you get a bit of a, a kickback on the uh, on the grapple side there. And again, if you use the website, you might get a, a couple of uh, quid off uh, to due to exchange rate center and all of that stuff. But yeah, let's get into uh, to all out taking place. Hoffman Estates, uh, which is, uh, and will I be told by Stefan uh, the Beach Park, who've been uh, traveling an hour there and an hour back in uh, in cars for these shows, is nowhere near actual Chicago. But <laughs> let's go, let's go with the gimmick and uh, pretend it's still Chicago. Surprised they're still running there, considering uh, the growth of the uh, growth of the company. But yeah, getting into uh, all out itself, zero hour. Um, firstly, um, which is uh, the new name for the other uh, pre-shows or the old name. It's what they use for uh, for all in back in he the seemed, day. Yeah. People seemed inexplicably excited about this change of the buy-in to zero hour because it was part of the Ring of Honor like IP. I'm like, cool. <laughs> Tony was big into it too, um, but yeah, uh, going from going from there into a uh, into the into the uh, the zero R, yeah, it is kind of you know the the, the stacking a little bit. I imagine there'll mm. be another match added tonight. So far, we got Pack versus uh, Kip Sabian, Hook versus uh, Angelo Parker, and Eddie Kingston versus Tomohiro Ishii. Now, far pre shows go. Pretty strong, um, and yeah, got a, uh, any notes on that? The build to pack and Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian got some mic time on uh, on Dynamite this week to uh, yeah. to build that JP uh, to sell that story of having a box on his head for a for a year. Um, <laughs> good for him, I suppose. Uh, yeah, here's the payoff to that story. It is, and it's been a, a long time of having seen him wrestle. It's like he he feels like one of the people. Like there's probably a lot of surprise he hasn't gone, but you know mm. he's very much he's been around since the beginning of the company. He was the like between him and Pack, these are the first two Brits they had in there. And they're pretty much in there from like day one. Um, like in terms of a match itself, your prediction of who's going to win. I'm gonna. I don't know. There's that part of me that I thought this match would be happening in like a Rev Pro, and that they might mm. put the title on Kip Sabian so he can do a bit mm. of a tour or anything because there isn't really a place for him on TV. However, it's just like another title match that's being kind of added to it, and the importance of it means it's going on the. It'll probably be the first thing they see there. I'm sure it'll be fine. My interest is really as where's Kip Sabian as a wrestler. If he's effectively the same as he was, then you're talking about someone who's, you know, is not having these kind of great matches, but I don't know, maybe something has happened in that time. So I think there's a little bit of kind of slight interest there. Um, in terms of the FTW match, look, these zero hours are where you put hook on. Yeah. You get the crowd, get a buzz. Like, he wins quickly. It's Angelo Parker, so you can do this. Although I would like to see 2.0 given like a kind of a proper tag run at some point. That might be a little bit of interest there. But Hook's winning under no illusions on that. And Eddie Kingston, Tomoro Ishii, the potential for that is better than what the potential against Sammy Guevara are going to be. Kingston has traded up there. You know, I, I just traded. feel like, I, I, I don't know. I just haven't heard that talking point much, but I really, really strongly feel, unless, again, it could be that they've got something big planned for Arthur Ashe for Eddie Kingston, and this was just a side stop off. But the fact that he it appears he lost that Chris Jericho feud, and their great idea was to put Chris Jericho in a big match with Brian Danielson on the pay per view, and put Eddie Kingston in a match with Sammy Guevara, the fifth man 
in Jericho's stable. Like I just thought that was really yeah. unbecoming of Eddie Kingston and was below him at this point in the company. Mm-hmm. Like, especially with the negative momentum that Tommy Guevara has had this last year. I uh, didn't understand it at all. You know, there would be a temptation in most companies to turn that real life fight into a into a storyline and turn the heat into something to sell a pay-per-view. But uh, I'm kind of glad that cooler heads have prevailed yeah. and they've maybe possibly, or might be hotter heads have prevailed and they don't want to work each other. Or maybe someone went, you know what? It's not even worth doing that match. I'm just glad yeah. it's just, it's not happening now. Let's just forget about it. Eddie Kings can, can move on. If we were going to circle around to what their Jericho match in New York, we can get there anyway. If we went, just get him away from all that fucking JAS bollocks. Yeah. Let him go out there. Have a banger with Tomohiro Ishii. I get that it's on the pre-show and not the pay-per-view, so that's not still ideal, but it's still better than wrestling a mid-card on a pay-per-view in, in Sammy Guevara. Like I've got to got to take that. Um, and it's gonna be a killer match as well, which is the which is the uh, the big thing. But yeah, as far as thoughts on the uh, the other matches uh going there on the on Zero Ara. Yeah, Hook and Angelo Parker. Yeah, easy win for Hook, obviously. Um, with uh, with Daddy Magic being injured, uh, that's why uh, they're doing single stuff oh, with uh, Cool Hand uh, Angel at the minute. Just onto that point, and yeah, you'd be pleased to know the little lad's got his charger in case you heard me speaking over a hot mic. On <laughs> did yeah, I hear the whisper? <laughs> uh, but yeah, we have got it uh, as Liam uh, points out here. It's a five-hour pay-per-view and a fourteen-match card, so that's... we better get to the uh, the main. Yeah. Card. This is one of those cards. I know we make that point every time, but mm. they should be shorter. Often when you look at the cards, you go, yeah, they should be shorter, but what were the cuts? I think there's easy, there's easy cuts. <laughs> Honest, will I enjoy it all? Yes. But <laughs> Casino, <laughs> that, just knock that ladder match shit on the fucking head. Oh, we have these with these endless thing. battle royals, please. It's just, why don't you just say, we haven't got a decent match for Phoenix and and Pentagon to be in, so we're just going to put this shit on every time. That could easily be cut. I'm sure the live crowd will love it, but it'll be, you know, too much. Mm-hmm. So let's get that out the way first. Let's uh, let's do that first. As uh, as far as the uh, the pay per view matches go, any guesses on who the uh, the Joker is going to be? Uh, the announced people for that are Claudio, ROH champion. Seems a bit unbecoming of him to be in this thing. Uh, I mean, that that's that's the other weird thing. You know, on Rampage last week, you know, Dustin Dustin Rhodes was talking about like you know him, uh, him going for Claudio's title, like it was the world title. Obviously not if he's willing to be in this casino ladder match. Mm-hmm. Um, Wheeler Utah is also in there, considering it. ROH champions Ray Phoenix, Andrade, Roosh, Penta, um, Wheeler Utah. Dante Martin and the uh, the question mark as far as uh, the, uh, the the possible Joker goes. I I would I think there's a surprise people you could put in here, but I don't need any new people in AEW at this point. Yeah. Like W Morrissey is my limit. Throw, put him in here. Maybe it's a spot for him. Maybe that's why they introduced him on the TV and he can smash through the rest of them. How do you think about that? Unless it's a Stokely type person, which would be a way of integrating all of that stuff in. But then if Ethan Page comes out and win it wins it or W Morrissey it's not particularly special I was trying to think of people who could return for this the only Liam other one says like, here, Darius Martin that could make sense then it's 14 yeah, yeah that's a good point that, yeah, when you look yeah. at the, uh, the people in there it'd be a braver move I mean in terms of who the, the Joker is any other one I thought someone like Lance Archer just because mm. he's back from New Japan not particularly mm. exciting but you know there we are for it I mean I would agree of all of those, the one I was thinking about is who do you, because the idea of, I'm assuming is they get a world title shot. Andrade hasn't been in that position. That would be an interesting TV main event if you wanted to go down that route on there. Mm-hmm. Like you say, you've got 
Yuta and Claudio tied up with the Ring of Honor stuff. Dante Martin would be interesting, but we've seen this position of Dante Martin in a, you know, who's very much, there was a point in time where you're like, oh my God, they've, they've kind of caught something with this guy. They're, they're kind of, you know, he seems to be getting over and then it's just sort of, sort of almost like disappeared into the ether. So in terms of prediction, I'm going to say Andrade just because I think that might be something they could build to. But I get the idea of it could be like a Dante, a Dante Martin. Yeah, I, I think Darius Martin will, will, might now that Liam sold me on it could be the uh, the mystery oh, yeah. manager. Uh, my guess for that. As far as like winning goes, mm, I don't like putting Claudio in and I'm not winning. Got his brother was called Darius there for a second. Many apologies. Don't worry, I listened to Observer Radio. He forgot he existed as well. Um, but I'll go with Roosh. He's been on a bit of a run in AW like at the minute. They seem mm. to like him. Maybe it'll be him. Um, going from there into uh, this slog of an undercard. So we'll Manuel Adebayor, Roosh. Sorry to throw that always in. <laughs> he's trying now because he wants that big money contract. As soon as he gets that, he's fucking down in tools. Uh, uh, Darby Allen, Miro, and Sting versus the uh, the House of Black. If they show up, Brody King, Buddy Matthews, and Malachi Black. I'm sure they will. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think most likely the uh, the baby faces go over there. Um, yeah. But I mean, you know, while it's been a little bit all over the place, the uh, the build to this and a little bit secondary feeling. You know, the logic has been there for a while as far as you know Miro having his own separate issue with the House of Black and the whole uh, that promo was hilarious on Dynamite to echo a comment earlier on. And the enemy of my enemy is my friend, all of that stuff. Um, yeah, I think the baby faces go over here pretty yeah. straightforward fashion. Um, well, yeah, unless maybe they are trying to build to a big singles match thing in there uh, and Malachi at some point. No, I for me, I, I think the, the faces are going over. It's are we going to get a really big sting spot from this because he's gotten more and more kind of like quite risky moves on here. The last time he did something like this, he it was at Forbidden Door, he dived off the top of the fucking entrance, like of like the the entrance tunnel for Christ's sake. So you do wonder about that. I yeah, I think they're going to win because I think, you know, if you're thinking about the live show, this is going to be the like and they've already got two men. They've already got another bloody trios match in there. We've got two on two other ones on this card to go through. It kind of makes sense for me that you'd have them win. You can have Buddy Matthews eat the pin. House of Black I don't know. I think they see something in Brody King as a as a singles as well. Depends on something with Malachi Black, but they just they don't do anything interesting with them. They're just like a group of goth kids, basically. Mm, and it's a bit. It. I don't know. It's a bit like kind of tedious after a while, not kind of do, doing anything with it. So yeah, Sting to do yeah. something wacky. The only time he'll he'll ever have a singles match where he'll he'll lose it will be to Darby Allen, and that's when he's about to retire. That's that's my prediction yeah. there. Could see that coming. Um, other undercard stuff: Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Feels like half well booked and half undercooked. This mm. one, I think it's well booked, and I think if that Ricky Stark segment last week had been anywhere other than after the Punk Moxley segment, this match would feel hotter than it does. It almost feels like it needs another few weeks to kind of build before we go to the match, or maybe to be on a show. Maybe this is one that would have benefited from main event the dynamite or something like that and being yeah. away from the other bigger stuff because uh, it doesn't feel that important on on such a busy show. But yeah, as far as prediction goes, I think I think Babyface wins. Ricky Stark over. There'll be shenanigans with a uh, with QT Marshall and the lads to give a uh, powerhouse Hobbs uh, an out. And yeah, I think they're clearly trying to they're trying to do something with both of them. To be honest, Tony's high with both, so I could keep it going either way. But I think uh, on balance, I'd say Ricky Starks. 
Yeah, that's where I tend to go on this is, is Ricky starts because it feels like they want to do something with him quicker and they feel like there's this kind of momentum. And I thought actually in terms of that promo that he delivered, like he was in a death position, like you said, mm-hmm. on Spotlight. And like his tears and stuff and the emoting, I thought, actually, no, this is this is someone who can who can really do this, whereas powerhouse hobbies don't have it, have this. They're just needlessly complicated with the family stuff. I also think it was in the shadow of Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy, which is kind of similar. Not the same in like, you know, you've got yeah. the turn within a unit, but there was a lot more kind of like general heat with that. Whereas this turn kind of if this had happened because they lost the tag team match or didn't win the Casino Battle Royal. And then you did all of this, like on the first Dynamite after All Out, then you'd have a great match to build for a while up to full gear. But instead, they've kind of gone straight into this direction. And I do think as a result, it loses something because of the length of this card. Like Mm. we are talking four and a half hours that Mm. this is going to end up being. And I don't know. And I don't know if that even bloody includes the pre-show. Like, so Good that's job like with spotlight on Tuesday, and <laughs> give Thank us all time to watch. Christ, it. yeah, I'm very <laughs> appreciative of that. But I'll go with I'll go with Ricky Starks. Fair. Uh, the other uh, undercard match here: uh, Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Um, only Alex, only uh, Saban appeared on uh, TV last week, but he was there um, against FTR and Wardlow. Like, uh, I've got more to say about the build to this than the match itself. I'm sorry. FTR are hot, like the hottest act in the company. Yeah. Like you've got to have a better plan for them for this pay per view than this. I think they outright said it themselves that they probably expected yeah. to be working the Young Bucks here for a big unification match. Young Bucks are busy with their, uh, you know, their little six man tournaments, which, to be fair, you know, it's gone well so far. But you know, leaves them uh, in this kind of weird quandary. And yeah, I don't think anyone's hyped for this match. Wardlow, you know, it's be that that step interview I half mentioned on Spotlight on Monday. Fucking hell, has that done the rounds? I've yeah. seen that everywhere at this point. What yeah, what Wardlow said to her about not being there. Uh, I wish more more outlets would credit her when they uh, when they bring this story yeah. up. But you know, um, you're often uh, unfortunately that's just kind of the way the wrestling media space works. But yeah, Wardlow was uh, pretty clear on there. You know, being unhappy about his his use since the uh, the MJF uh, match because mm-hmm. yeah, he's been there. like every like. Most AW champions, he won. He always won the belt, and then he's kind of been middling since. Yeah. I think as long as this card is, I think Wardlow versus Jay Lethal as a singles match, maybe not on the pay per view, but somewhere else would be better than this. And I think FTR against both his machine guns. I think everyone would agree will be better because then you could have you know the machine guns as baby faces, and you haven't got this weird you know mix where this dream tag team are coming in to be on the heel team with Jay Lethal. Yeah. Um, that's the negative. Positive is. Like everything in a heat up you, you know, some of the best wrestlers of the world are in here. Will it be a great match? And Jay Lethal. Will it be a great match? Of course it will. Um, and I think, yeah, there's going to be some 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 great moments in here as as weird as a match it is to be on pay-per-view. But yeah, I think probably one of the machine guns takes the fall and uh, Wardlow goes over. What say you? Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And then post-match, you'll have Satin and Singh and Sanjay Duck getting involved and then you'll have the Motor City Machine Guns turning face when they do like a double team mover to Sanjay Dutt and it'll lead to like some sort of like match on rampage. Ultimately, is this the best use of the Motor City Machine Guns? That was a bit like insulting for me. I didn't mean to say that. Um, Motor (laughs) City Machine Guns. If they were no good, that would work, but they're not. They're really good. I mean, yeah, like you say, with the FTR Wardlow stuff, they just, 
they haven't that like it's just like they've almost i don't know the ftr one is more inexplicable because they get such reactions and instead this is like very much like the third trios match on a card mm. where there's a trios title being defended and it's just like it feels like a way of just put of squeezing people in and the idea of like mm. acknowledging the pinnacle with wardlow and ftr I, I think it's quite nice it gives them a reason for him to be kind of teaming with them and i don't think that's necessarily bad but i don't know people the crowd live crowd will react it the same way but we're not thinking of wardlow as like this dominant um tnt champion and we're not thinking of ftr as holding these belts from all these other companies as well it, it's it's just like a bit of a it, it's just a fucking mess I don't know if yeah. Jay Lethal is the weird, complicating factor in all of this. I'd have preferred Wardlow versus Satnam Singh, just so he could powerbomb him, get it done. And then we'll just have yeah. W. Morrissey as the big man in the company. Yeah, yeah, that could uh, yeah, that could be... Uh, God, you know what? I wouldn't often say I'd rather see a Satnam Singh in a match, but I'd take that uh, scenario. Uh, oh, yeah. well, we're getting that anyway. On from there, um, last couple of matches... A lot of people in the UK will be falling asleep during that match. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> That's going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back around our past two. FTR and Machine Guns are in there. It's not going to be a bad match. I can't see it. But we'll see. We'll see. It is going to be a long card. Speaking of it being a long card, um, one of the big group matches that has been very, very well built, I will say, mm. Christine Cage and Jungle Boy. They did a sit-down uh, interview on uh, on uh, on Dynamite uh, this week. Uh, apparently, uh, Jungle Jack is going to become reality, um, and yeah, all Jim Russell's uh, dreams are going to come true. As he uh, I did wonder why he was rubbing his crotch when he said that bit, Jim Ross on Dynamite. <laughs> he didn't. Sorry, just that, <laughs> a that was just when the women's match was in the ring. Yeah, um, but anywho, uh, Christian Cage Jungle Boy, very well built. I think the only outcome is Jungle Boy goes over, but now that I'm saying it out loud, you know, you could add that extra wrinkle to the story. Maybe maybe we do get a payoff to the weird use of Luchasaurus. Maybe he really is on Christian's side after all, and Christian goes over here, and the real grudge match is, uh, is later. Um, could go either way, this one, to be honest. But yeah, I can't, uh, can't say they haven't built it well. Can't say it won't have heat. Um, I think mm. this is going to be a, a big match on this card, uh, Christian and Jungle Boy. Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to have really good heat. I think we're going to get blood from which from Jungle Boy. That's going to be quite a big deal because he isn't someone who who does that kind of stuff on the reg. I'm going with a Christian Cage win because I think where Jungle Boy beats him is in some sort of ultra violent, whether it's a cage match or they do something else beyond it. That's where it's going to be. And I'm kind of thinking as well as you're going to get a Luchasaurus turn in this, that this has been part of his kind of cunning master plan and the rest of it, that or some sort of shenanigans. The other thing I I said a few weeks back is, do you get powerhouse Hobbs weirdly to come in as like, like, know. you know, Kate Christian Cage's kind of machine, but I, I don't think that's going to happen because of the nature of having that match on the card, but it's almost like I'm so I'm always keeping linking those two. Cause I kind of think you can't have Ricky Starks and jungle boy go over because you're basically telling the same type of story again. I mean, that means they will. Cause that's AW all over. But really, if you're thinking about this really building jungle boy, then I think you have Christian Cage win, which I know some people would go batshit because of his age beating Jungle Boy. But I think within the, the confines of the story, that's perfectly acceptable. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be happier because I don't want this to be over. So I think this has been the most entertaining Christian Cage has been. And it's the most yeah. entertaining Jungle Boy has been. Like, and in that's terms of his say. promo bits, it's gotten something out of him. 
So go with this. Drag it out. If you, I don't think they can get it to full gear, but in an ideal world, you'd have a big blow-off match there, which I know sounds kind of crazy, but I think you no, can do it. Right. If not, you can have six weeks afterwards at some point... I mean, either in Arthur Ashe, if you wanted to do it, have like some sort of bloody cage match, and I think it'd still get that kind of like kind of same great reaction. It's, so I'm going to go with Christian Cage. It's funny that because yeah, you would say like there are feuds in AW that go too short, and there are feuds mm. that definitely go too long, and this is one of the longest running stories in AW. And if anything, they took too long to pull the trigger on the turn. And despite all that, yeah, I'm with you. I wouldn't end it now. I want to see more TV with these two. Mm. Um, you'd have to ramp it up a little bit and, like I say, do some kind of big angle on this show. But, yeah, I'd take another couple of months of uh, these two working together. I don't actually, actually think it's, uh, it is time mm. to end this thing. So, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, going from there into the uh, the match I mentioned there, uh, Brian Danielson and uh, Chris Jericho. Uh, obviously, it's a, it's a pay-per-view, so Chris Jericho gets his... Uh, He's the, he's the one protected wrestler in AW uh, gets to call his own shots and oh, work yeah. against who he wants and book his own little universe. And that's what we've got here. Now, the Daniel Garcia story stuff has been very good. As much as I enjoyed the segments on Dynamite this week, I worried a little bit because it really felt like, you know, unless they're going to pull a triple swerve on as Daniel Garcia was, you know, very much being a baby face and acting like, you know, he doesn't want, uh, you know, Jericho to cheat. He wants to, you know, you know, fight man to man with with Danielson felt like the end game of this might actually be to turn Jadja Garcia face which based on what everything he showed over the last few months I, I don't know don't think that's necessarily the uh the play anymore could all be a big swerve um but yeah I think that that element of it adds a bit of intrigue the whole Jericho is now Lionheart thing I mean we did that on Dynamite with oh, I'm not sure why we're not sure why we're going back to that again but that that little wrinkle of the story aside or Gauss Garcia in performance has been excellent. Brian's been excellent. Jericho's been good enough, you know, for his part in this one. And the strongest thing I can say about this is I'm intrigued which direction they go afterwards. I think there's a, a clear wrong direction and a right direction, but I'm interested in in seeing what the uh, the result is here. And I'm struggling to call which way they actually will go. I, again, do you know what? It sounds crazy, the idea that Jericho over Danielson on a pay-per-view. <sighs> but I'm leaning more towards you don't break up Jericho Appreciation Society yet uh, mm. because it's relatively new. Um, we've spoken about this on Spotlight a lot, the idea of moving Garcia from being the number two person in a faction, like quite a distant number two as well, mm. to someone who is a, at best joint fourth in a stable. Mm. Mm. I don't think that's kind of interesting. I, I like there's one of kind of two options for me that I would personally go down. One that this is a kind of a swerve to fuck with Brian Danielson to say, actually, you know, Jericho's done more for me than you ever have done. And I'm making more money because I'm a sports entertainer and to have him kind of just turn back heel. And then you kind of prolong that for a bit. And it's just all part of a head fuck. Or, mm you can do something rather than like more the idea that Garcia kind of doesn't get involved per se and becomes his kind of own man. I think either way, it's very weird. We're talking about Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho, but really the person that we're kind of talking about is Daniel Garcia, who isn't here, Mm. which is still odd. And it suggests for me, the use of Brian Danielson at times, given what they have, is kind of weird. 
he's very much mm. like second fiddle in this. And don't get me wrong, I've enjoyed his mm. bits. Like I, you know, it's not to say he's been necessarily bad within this role, but you're not getting the best use of Brian Danielson out of it. It doesn't feel like this is like the semi-main event, and it's a big match. It's built up as a grudge match between these two. It's like the Wheelie Uta stuff. It's just like an incredibly expensive way. God, the amount of the amount of dollars that has gone into trying to get Wheelie Uta and Daniel Garcia up, you can't, you can't fucking fault them for effort here. Like we're talking mm-hmm. Danielson, Moxley, Jericho, God, even Hager's on a fair old whack as well and everything, Claudio, just all of these things to build up these two lads who were on IWTV mm. not that long ago having a fucking draw. So, But it's weird because Daniel Garcia is the focal point of this match rather than it being between these two. The Lionheart stuff, I, I didn't really give a shit at the time in the mid-90s. No. To be honest. I don't give a shit now. Oh, I did, to be fair, but not, I don't care. I don't care 30 years later. Um, but yeah, Tony's very enamored with that side. He went on about it on the uh, on the conference call. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting. The story's all about Garcia here. So yeah, very interested in the way it goes. If I have to pick a winner... I'll go Danielson just because it's hope rather than a, than a, than anything else. But I don't want that to mean Garcia turns. Um, so maybe I should be hoping for Jericho. But yeah, I'll, I'll go with Danielson for now. Uh, moving into the uh, the title matches, um, of which there is five. <laughs> First one, <laughs> Jay Cargill versus Athena. Even reviewing this card takes a fucking eternity. He's mad. <laughs> I have nine matches to, to get through to this point. Christ. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Jay Cargill, uh, Athena. Um, Jay Cargill smashes her, hopefully. Um, yeah. I, I can't say I'm out for this one, mate. No, couldn't give a shit. This is the kind of match I would have had on the pre-show, weirdly. Um, yeah, Jay Cargill win. There's no good reason for it. At this point, the, this I don't know if she can offer anything within AEW. She sort of came in and immediately felt like she was lost in the shuffle as soon as she debuted, because I'm sure someone else came out at the same time. But I can't remember, because that was part of a match, like the last AEW pay-per-view, where they were trying to fit on like 7,000 people onto Double or Nothing. So we end up with this match, Jade Cargill win. Just don't try it. The key here is, what can Athena do to kind of make sure that Jade Cargill is not exposed? here mm. like i think that's the only real interest here is how good a match can jade cargill have because she hasn't really wrestled that much recently mm. like i say she says a stick mm. to kind of tony Schiavone and the rest of it but like what has she done but yeah i couldn't get i couldn't really care about this match jade cargill has to win there'd be madness otherwise trio's title final um Presumably up next, the elite Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson versus, oh, presumably best friends. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure the Dark Order were there with Hangman Page. I think that's been telegraphed since we uh, we saw the brackets. Um, yeah, you know, uh, Dark Order being in the spot makes storyline sense. Doesn't feel particularly worthy mm-hmm. for this thing, but it's not going to be about them. It's going to be about Hangman and the elite and their melodrama. Could be in danger of maybe doing a bit too much of that, as great as it was at points. Um, that whole story coming back to it now, lest he got a really great idea. I'm actually not 100% uh, certain on what well, I am sure on, though, is it's going to be a going to be a very good match. And yeah, I can't see uh, any scenario other than as much as it would make sense for the Elite to be the first trio's champions. I think the uh, the logical story is Hangman Page goes over here. Um, thoughts, JP? Yeah, that's my thoughts on this is that the Dark Order should be the ones to go over here. Rather like when, um, uh, what was it, um, SCU were the first tag champions. 
Like mm. it was kind of the thing where Bucks, the Bucks and Kenny aren't going to give it to themselves. Were clearly the entire tournament set up for them. The problem is with me is this story I'm not really invested in because it's been on, it's been ice cold for a long time and then they're kind of going back to it. Um, and it was very obvious that Adam Page was going to be a part of this. Not you, I haven't seen the skit yet where they spend three seconds before the graphic comes up. I'm sure it'd be fun. I'm sure the live crowd will like it and it'll uh, like have some really good moments. It won't hit what we've seen in, uh, in the last two weeks and the main events we've seen there. I'm, I'm assuming it won't hit that kind of United Empire levels as well. There is that possibility they get involved. I'd be mm. surprised for it to be the case because this should really just be about this particular story. But where do they go from here? Mm. Because it almost feels like this trios has been invented for at some point, the elite to hold it mm. and, you know, perhaps having to have it defeated. But the problem is if Dark Order win, we're seeing them versus Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt soon enough. And we won't give a shit about these titles as well. So I think the issue is here in some ways. I Like Dark Order makes sense from a storyline perspective. But if you want these titles to mean something, and we know they probably don't, then you'd have mm. the elite win, wouldn't you? Mm. Like I, I think. Best foot forward. But it makes sense from the storyline perspective. So I do think Dark Order is going to win. I think the... I think the yeah, I, I think the the elite are they're going to be the poster boys for this division by Huckleback Crook. It's a bit like when they started the AW yeah. and they were like, oh no, everyone else win the belts. We'll get them later. It'll be like that. They'll tell the story of Hangman, you know, sorry, of uh, of Kenny, you know, still coming back from injury. Mm-hmm. You get the triumphant story about Hangman winning, but there'll be a rematch somewhere down the line. They'll get yeah. the belts eventually. Uh, maybe sooner yeah. rather than later. I think that's the, the way I see it going. Uh, going from there into yet another title match, uh, AW World Tag Team titles, uh, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus the Acclaimed. There was ever a rampage match on this pay per view. Um, this is it. Like, I feel like Keith Lee and uh, Swift Sickland are uh, a rampage uh, exclusive. Um, at the God, minute. they are. Um, like, if I stopped you on the street and went, Who are the AW Tag Team Champions and made you tell me right away? You'd probably say FDR or the books or something. Yep. I don't think you'd come up with Keith Lee and Swift Strickland no. right away. And that says everything about this run. Um, but apparently, the Tag Team Champions, apparently, this is the match. Um, yeah, uh, I assume Keith Lee and Swerve go over and we'll eventually get them feuding with each other, but it just seems a bit like a bit of a, a lame duck uh, title reign for me. Oh, very much as a lame duck title reign because the division ultimately at its core is always kind of young bucks and really FTR is where it is. We mentioned about FTR earlier on. I mean, I'd love to see the acclaimed win it just because I think if you are going to put the belts on them, this is probably the best match for them to actually kind of have that but it's it, it's it's a rampage match since it feels like it's entirely set up on rampage the acclaimed you know they're gonna get their reactions i'm glad to see them on pay-per-view and the idea of them putting that they are homegrown as well and stuff like that i think they're gonna get a kind of good reaction in in that regard as well so personally i'm i'm gonna go i'm gonna say the acclaimed are gonna win i don't know what the bookies odds are on this this is where we need Andy kind of coming into the chat, telling us what the odds are on this one. But I think the acclaimed are going to win, but, and possibly we may end up getting the Keith Lee Swerve Strickland kind of break up here on this show. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's the, like, or on rampage afterwards. Cause for the love of Christ, it won't be happening on dynamite. 
<laughs> no. Yeah, unless the books are involved, the uh, the tag belts in AW do get forgotten about. 100% agree with uh, with that take. But no, I'll go the other way. Keith Lee and, uh, and Swerve is, uh, is my take. But yeah, last two matches here. Firstly, AW Interim Worlds title four-way match. Giving it a semi-main event billing here, DJP, unlike, unlike AW. Um, whether that's right or mm. wrong, uh, referring discussion earlier today um but yeah uh she hikara shida versus tony storm versus Britt baker versus jamie hater what i will give them was you know in the absence of uh really being doing it being able to do much else to build this match they just threw them together in a tag on dynamite and the tag was actually pretty good mm. um it gave me a, a bit of a, a bit of a bit of hope for this match as far as prediction goes i think the obvious choice is to just put it back on Britt baker because then if they are working, you've got the payoff uh, to the story there with uh, with Thunder Rosa. You can go back around to that. But the hopeful side of me is kind of hoping they maybe use this as a way to elevate Jamie Hater and tell a different story there, maybe with her and Brett. Um, that's where that's the way I'd go. Yeah, actually, my head says Tony Storm because that was the direction apparently they were going to go until Thunder Rosa couldn't drop the t- title oh, to, yeah. to Tony Storm. So there is that route. I mean, I did say on on Spotlight if Sheeda won, like for me, that's kind of like a, an interesting direction. But we've kind of already had that as well. No, it's not involved. Rick Baker Shida. is the kind. Of- <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, it's it. not involved. Sheeda, <laughs> she's all right. No, Stop it. She, like she's fine. She's boring. She's though. fine. <laughs> do you remember anything about an AW run? Really? Do you? Yeah, the Serena Deeb matches. Do I need Gareth to call in on this to kind of remind you, you of this type of stuff on there? Um, but I, I am actually kind of with you that there is a there is a point where what you can do is elevate Jamie Hayter and kind of then start to lead to the dissolution then between her and Britt Baker, which would be kind of interesting in the meantime. And I think that they would have decent enough matches in there as well for it. How it, If Britt Baker wins, it would just be like, it, it, we've been there. And I know, but you do still get the payoff on there. I do. I do hope. Like, if, you, if, if who I would want to win is Jamie Hayter. I think they're going to go with Tony Storm, though, just because that was the plan they were doing. And I think they'll be loath to change that direction. But knowing full well they can have the Thunder Rosa Tony Storm match afterwards, they they can always go back to Britt Baker Thunder Rosa really at any point in time, can't they? For that, unless yeah, Thunder Rosa is hiding, apparently. But in the bathroom, <laughs> in the bathroom, <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. That is, uh, that is also uh, true. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, in the comments there, Andy is uh, bringing us uh, some uh, some odds there. Uh, Tony four to six, Baker eleven to four, Hater is fives, and Shooter is nine. Uh, He's right, cheeky, um, cheeky quid on Jamie. Hater, question, yeah. yeah, you could make some money there, and apparently, swerving on glory where the, uh, the the favorites. Uh, for the, uh, right. for the tag but yeah as Lindsay says that you can make a case for anyone here and also put a, put your uh, your money where your mouth is and uh, put a bet on it too so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, we'll go from there into the main event uh, I don't know much more we got to uh, to say in the build it's just the the matter of the match itself JP but I think it's an interesting question Moxley and mm-hmm. Punk how did they do it how did they tell the story of this match are they, you know how much are they going to lean on the ankle stuff how are they going to explain why Punk and no longer in this match. I think that's a tough story to tell, considering it's not been that long since the last match. I think you get a lot more leeway if this was a month later. But again, it's Moxley, it's Punk. They'll find a way. It'll be great. But yeah, how they do it, 
how they deal with the crowd, you know, how much of a you know response Moxley gets, whether he's a, an outright heel here or he's still getting those pockets of cheers like he seemed to be getting on Dynamite. Um, that'll be very interesting. And mm. as far as who's going over, like I would have said, Slam Dunk Punk, obviously, course Punk's going over. Moxley has just been so good as champion. And it, it's felt like he's been auditioning for the role like Dynamite this week. It was like he was shouting at Tony Khan, I'm the world champion. Don't take this belt off me. That's what it's felt like his last few promos. Like he could be could be tempted to keep it on Moxley. He's been that good. Um, I don't think this is a, a a foregone conclusion. I I don't I see again, and this is this is the interesting thing about going through this card. The one thing that AEW do do well is there's an element of doubt in in a in wrestling matches where you don't often get that. So like it feels like that's the um that's like the thing that they that they kind of you know i don't think i don't think it's a foregone conclusion at all in fact i think moxley sh- should win i think the match they should tell is that you've got punk heroic in defeat after trying everything i think you have a moxley blitz at the start try and win it the same way round you have punk you have the idea that a steel might be desperate enough like you might get that bit of story sports entertainment stuff kind of in there as well but I would have Moxley win and I would have basically Punk thinking like, even though the temptation is to go, well, we've had a Moxley title run. We need to go back onto Punk. I think Moxley gives such credibility to that title. He's a big match wrestler who has Mm. like every year when it comes to wrestler of the year, the guy for the last, you know, three, four years has been in that conversation. Like mm. every single year, there's a level of consistency. There's a whole load of other matches that Moxley could have at the top that I think would be a bit more kind of interesting. And I think the more interesting punk character is one who is becoming desperate to kind of have this defining reign and isn't going to get it and maybe isn't physically up to it. And I think you can then start to go towards the heel stuff. However, you can have him here losing heroically. And I think that would be the better booking option because I think it lays more interesting stuff with Punk on there as well. So yeah, I'm going to go yeah, with I'm going to go with Moxley, even though Punk is the uh, seven to four favourite. That's interesting, and uh, you know the chat seems pretty split on it. Um, you know we've got a c- couple of different uh, opinions there. Mm. I think uh, Lindsay says there. You know, um, TK. To be fair, isn't afraid of playing out the obvious story. Sometimes the obvious route is the best route. Um, they haven't gone the obvious route for the bill for this pay per view, but maybe that'll be countered by doing the obvious thing, which is as uh, as he says there, put Punk over. Um, big baby face win in his hometown. We resume where we left off and we carry on, you know, but back with the uh, the punk booking. Maybe the Moxley turn, you know, comes that uh that was there uh, teased there uh, earlier in the year. Maybe that's the one. But Andy contrary opinion says he thinks Mox is a uh, toughest game's gonna be wasted not being the focal point. So yeah, it's about mm-hmm. time the champ is the most important guy on the roster. And there's one thing you can say about Moxley's two runs, he has felt like the most important yeah. guy on the roster, which is not what you could say for Hangman Page. And like we said at the time, and I know a lot of people disagree with me, not what I would have said about uh, Kenny Omega at the time. He was the champion either uh, Chris Platt there uh, fellow uh, big uh, ROH flam from uh, back in the day suggests an ultimate swerve and have Cabana help Punk win and turn them heel in Chicago oh. doubt that's coming um, but I'll take it oh, mate oh. I'll be there uh, any Cabana involvement mate. I'll take um, mate how much would you lose your shit if he cost like imagine he attacked Ace Steel as Ace Steel was trying to interfere to help CM Punk and he had effectively Colt Cabana cost CM Punk the fucking title on that my god 
you'd be like JR during oh. when he was calling, you know, he's going to be Jack Perry. You're going to be feeling like him. of like, oh, yeah, but a sexy time. Let's go, Scott Colton. Yeah. Come on, Chris Guy. Yeah, I'd be that guy. Um, <laughs> I don't see it happening, but I'd take it. But I, mm. I, if I'm going to give you a final call on it, I think I really, I'm 50, I'm so 50 50. I'll go punk if I have to make a choice. Mm. I think Lindsay has maybe convinced me there that maybe we, we just go back to, we reset to what Tony had planned in his notebook all along with a punk title run. But yeah, I, I could be persuaded on Mox. Do you have a final call? Mm. I'm going to go with Moxley. I think for me, this is actually, there's a much more interesting story mm. rather than going to a kind of autumn of punk, if you want to think of it as that. I think that is the kind of more, I think that for me is the kind of more interesting story. And I think Moxley, like it's it's what Andy says, he's the most, he feels like he is the most important guy on the roster. Even though we, we can say in terms of star presence, there's Danielson and there's... Um, and uh and, and punk obviously and omega it makes me think that like moxley is someone you want to you, you really want to kind of go with as being like the guy for a while that's my opinion I can see but the yeah, logic. I, but yeah there you go that's the full card long card like i said you'll be watching long. it in parts mate i'll be trying to watch it live but uh yeah lots to uh lots to sink our teeth into and to be honest a lot of 50 50 calls there more than you would normally expect uh, a lot of a lot of matches where we've gone different directions shaping mm-hmm. interesting to uh maybe keep tabs on that and uh and see who was right when we uh we get the spotlight on tuesday well exactly yeah, yeah there's a lot of predictions on there some of which i'll outright deny that i've said on this show even though there'll be <laughs> evidence on on various platforms to kind of prove me otherwise so yeah interesting one it's on that fine. well people make up what we say all the time they Go do on. yeah solid i mean <laughs> we've got a, bit, a lot of wwe this week which um you're going to be loving this going to go through there's a smackdown right which is was taped last week uh, listen to this for a fucking lineup drew gulak versus carrion cross Hit Row, Ashanti Adonis and Top Dollar versus Maximum Male Models with Mason Mansour, but obviously they've got like full stops in the middle of their names. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Happy Corbin in a match that I'm assuming Happy Corbin won quite convincingly. Ludwig Kaiser versus Butch. <laughs> Fine. Just the names. Jesus Christ. And then in tag team Viking rules match, you've got the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar versus the New Day. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods won't be watching it I'm pretty sure you will be at some point which is just more disappointing than anything else Benno but that leads on to obviously what is uh, the real big card of the weekend and at the moment I think there's only six matches that have been announced unless they've added stuff onto this so we've got on Saturday evening at a normal fucking time for a show. I'm sure those of you listening in America, you can handle watching a show in the afternoon. If anything, you get your evening back. It's better for you. It's better for us. It works out well for everyone. Um, From the Principality Stadium in Cardiff, which is a lovely ground, you've got Edge and Rey Mysterio with Dominic Mysterio, as he should be, not in the fucking ring, versus Judgment Day of Damian Priest and Phil Baller, Finn Balor with Rhea Ripley. You've got Bailey, Dakota Kai and EO Sky versus Alexa Bliss, Asuka and Bianca Belair. Seth Rollins versus Riddle. Um, and then SmackDown Women's Championship match, you've got Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler. Intercontinental title match of Gunter versus Sheamus. Um, 
in kind of what is very much stepdad versus kind of um like kind of scruffy dad in Seamus trying to get his access to his kids. And then in the for the WWE title and universal title, you've got Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Hometown favourite, Drew McIntyre. Cardiff's finest. <laughs> Any yeah. town, mate. Britain is Britain. It's all the same. As we know, every <laughs> element of the United Kingdom and Northern Ireland thinks exactly the same exactly the same kind of political views we always know historically you know uh, whether you're from you know the english always cheer on the scots scots always cheer on. you know it, it always works its way around like that isn't it we're one united happy family on these islands i mean yeah not a not a welshman in sight chris platt there fancy booking or a, a tegan Knox retainer on that six woman tag uh, maybe maybe uh, i know he'd enjoy that but i can't uh to know i think it's quite funny that this card's coming you know the, the yeah. representations of whale is uh is seamus drew <laughs> it's like one of those what was his name len what's his name who run that uh, live morgan <laughs> morgan would suggest a bit of welsh <laughs> like even though that's clearly not a real name oh Where's yeah. Wade Barrett when you need him? He could complete the set. Yeah, it's... Um, There's Rob Terry yeah. when you need him. Oh, <laughs> Mason Ryan, yeah, there you go. He could be involved. Tyson Fury, I mean, one... by the way, is going to be sat at ringside, so I don't know right. which match he's going to get involved in. Probably should have advertised that, shouldn't they? You know, pushed it maybe, made, made a big deal out of it. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the, the positive I will say, as Andy has said here in the chat, it is a six-match card. Nice and tight yeah. at the minute. I'm sure it's going to expand. But you know what? I'll take that. That's a positive. There you go. Triple H is uh, is the best. JP he says the word wrestling, and uh, and he also books short cards. Um, that's why he's uh, that's why he's the king of kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't say there's much I'm, I'm hugely invested in match wise. I think Gunther and Sheamus will have a go out there and have a great match. You know, of course they will. <laughs> um, I love uh, Gareth uh, taking the the meme of the year, the Birmingham lads, and adding uh, adding uh, Gunther, or Walter, and, and Axel Dieter Jr. to yeah. the end of that there. That is 100% going in the show. We're just on spotlight oh, yeah. on Monday. But, I mean, this I would rather see big, fat Walter against Sheamus rather than skinny Olympic swimmer Gunther against Sheamus. Yeah. But I still think they're going to go out there and kill it. Like, I would... That, that match has got a high ceiling. I'm no Sheamus fan. But like for the style he works and the style Gunther works, like and, and on a Triple H led show in front of a hot crowd, like I, that might be the match of the weekend. Genuinely, mm-hmm. like that might be better than anything on the AW show. I know that maybe that's controversial to say, but I am uh, particularly feels uh, a bit. Yeah. I know that one. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I, I yeah. mean, that's Walter. Isn't They're it? high on him, aren't they? They're high on mm-hmm. Gunther slash Walter. Mm-hmm. Even they? Vince, they was, are... even the mm-hmm. Vince era WWE. He went with him. They were really into him there. So, yeah, I uh, might feel might feel strong to say, but I think that'll be great. Roman and Drew, like, yeah, I mean, the, the, the throwing it all behind Drew, you know, there's all these fucking video packages and you got like Scottish celebrities coming out and being like, oh, you know, come on, Drew, do it for Scotland and stuff like that. He's going to fall on his face. It's just how they do it. How, how do they get Sorry, around this Which now? celebrities? <laughs> I think it's like random footballers and stuff. Um, I didn't know anyone in them. Uh, Darren Fletcher, <laughs> but uh, Scottish he loves people. It, he? Uh, Kieran Tierney is he been asked? He loves a bit of the wrestling. That's true. That is true. Yeah, yeah. I'm, sorry, you <laughs> were say, you were saying, they, but I just think you, I don't see how it goes. Like how how do you have Drew? How do you have Drew lose? I I think they will. I think they'll do some sort of. Uh, 
basically they'll have bloodline come in and kind of do it that way. That's what I think they'll end up doing. So he can be, so they'll look at some sort of protection for it. Drew will pull his crying face like he did when he kind of lost the title to Bobby Lashley that time. That's what we'll get a bit of there. I don't think it'd be bad. I just think they'll do a lot of bells and whistles and drag it out. But you cut the point. The point is with this Roman Reigns title reigns, you can't take it off him because the whole thing is trying to establish a kind of like legacy of him being the man of this era to the point where, you know, him versus the rock is going to be become like a viable option for mania. If that's going to happen. I mean, that could easily end up being delayed or like you go to him versus Cena and the like, or him versus Cody, God forbid. Um, Andy mentions there in the chat, the idea of Tyson Fury knocking out Roman to end the show for that. I could see them doing it. I don't think they'll want Roman Reigns to look weak of all people. I could see him knocking out the Usos. I could even see that third Uso brother, the one who's been in NXT, that Solo Sikoa. Have you seen? Involved. Well, I haven't seen that stuff other than outside of some so sort good, of hand so slap good. thing he was doing with one of the Usos, which I did think was quite funny. Like I did. I'm going to get a rep here as WWE guy, but that I, I'm honestly I'm not well, nothing bought by the. By the £30 just eat voucher, like I, I, I got a such a kick out of Sami Zayn. Like his comedic timing, he's so for WWE style, like backstage segments. I know that the, the ceiling is low and the you know, it's like it's, it's not you know, exactly like you've got a lot of competition, unbelievable stuff. Like he's got great chemistry with Roman. Um, yeah, that's carrying that right now. Um, those shows, but outside of that, yeah, I, I could see that happening. Tyson Fury, let's merge, let's do Tyson, like Mike Tyson, and let's also do Vinnie Jones on the same show. He should knock out uh, Roman at the end, like yeah. Mike Tyson at WrestleMania 14, and he should also say it's been emotional. Give us a uh, give us a throwback to uh, to Manchester. Um, was yeah, Tyson, I'd say, you know, uh, us Brits like to mix it with the best of them. And we're not to, you know, sling these yanks out of here, to quote Vinnie mm. Jones and Capital Carnage 98. Not exactly. I get, I'm getting some backup here in the chat on the Sami Zayn point. I appreciate that, lads. Um, yeah, Liam's agreeing with Andy there as well. Yeah, Drew and Fury's here, standing tall with there. I thought it'll be, yeah, it'll be, yeah. I remember WrestleMania 14, day after, you know, I mean, and in Granddad's, they had the, had the copy of the mirror and it had uh, Tyson all splashed all over it with Austin. You know, that's uh, that might be yeah. what they go for rather than actually, actually giving them the belt, so. Yeah, maybe that's the way out. Elsewhere on this card, uh, yeah, what am I interested in? Uh, Edge of the Mysterious against Judgment Day. Don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Neo Sky have been a, a great stable. Um, odd odd decision not to put the ta- women's tag belts uh, on that stable on uh, on mm-hmm. Raw this week. Uh, real, yeah, you know, is Triple H is spending a lot of time trying to uh, cultivate a uh, good faith from uh, from the remaining WWE fan base, and that's not um, a move that I would have expected from him. Um, yeah. Yeah, so they'll have to win this one to win it, make up for it, I think. Seth Rollins and Riddle, um, it's it's a hard one because the real-life Riddle stuff is written all over it, but that segment they did have on, on Raw was very good, mm. you know, as far as mm. Seth Rollins going in on Riddle and his family and stuff. It's just unfortunate the subtext is, you know, Riddle's family don't speak to him anymore because, you know, of the allegations against Riddle, which, you know, do have never addressed and you don't really like to see playing out on TV. Um if we can separate it, the individual segments have been good. You know, the fact that they, they did like a brawl in the car park and they had fans film it rather than it, you know, being obvious WWE production is a signs of life, you know, out of like, you know, a, a very formulaic TV show. Um, it'll have heat. 
mo- most of the, the types of WWE fans that'll be there in Cardiff don't give a fuck about Riddle and his real life issues, so they'll be behind no. him. So no. it'll have heat as a match. It'll be a big deal. I wouldn't be surprised to see Riddle go over, only because I think they want to heat him up, possibly as even if you could go as far as putting having him as a opponent for Roman Reigns at, at like Survivor Series or even at a Royal Rumble. I wouldn't be that surprised to see him challenging for the top, not winning. But certainly in their challenging, and I think that's going to be part of it. They've had this story for a while. They obviously at SummerSlam weirdly never delivered on it, did they? And they just sort of had the brawl and, and everything else. And they've gone to a lot of the 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 kind of the the real life stuff. And you mentioned about the subtext there. But like you mentioned, within those in that world, within that fan base, they don't care. So mm. I could see Riddle going over here. Yeah. Um Liv Morgan and Shayna Baszler, I don't really care. Shayna Baszler should go over. Let's do something with Aaron Ronda. Yeah, they won't do that though. They'll have Liv Morgan bullshit a win, which is just going to be mm-hmm. kind of sad, really, and doesn't help her. Doesn't make you think of her as a credible champion if she's just going to be kind of like they're going to give her kind of quite shonky victories. Are you sad you're not going to be there? No, not at all. I feel like I've saved myself a fortune. I did speak to Mark <laughs> Doyle as well, one of our one of our patrons, about it because he's going to the show. He got tickets for thirty quid. Those of you who've been moved up for like a thirty quid ticket fair play like i'm glad for you that, that that that's the case unless you put that bullshit 10p fucking ticket master charge in there as well but it it still feels like a not a capital carnage type cut it's not i don't think this is going to be something eventful within wwe canon it just sort of carries possibly a few things on like i say i think that seth rollins riddle match might be the one that kind of adds something from it and as Liam had said before, the idea now you've you've put it in the head of of Drew McIntyre and Tyson Fury having fought, you know, I don't know, twatted the Usos and Sami Zayn out of the place as well. That that's the you know that's the image they want. It's not going to make it to like the Times, the Telegraph, the Guardian, or anything like that. But Daily Star will be all over that shit. Based on who writes their stuff, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> the one thing, it's going to be like a Saudi show. It's a spectacle, isn't it, in front of a yeah. hot crowd who are going to be loving it. Um, it's I'm, it's on at a reasonable time tomorrow night. I'm 100% going to be watching it. I'm going to have Matty on yeah. Tuesday to talk about it. Um, you know, it's, and again, I think it's, it's relatively good timing. You know, I'm not sad I'm not there. But there's a part of me now that it's not the Vince that would be that has a little bit more hope that maybe looks at this as like, yeah, you know, it's going to be better than it looked, you know, three months ago. Um, but yeah, certainly not, uh, you know, the most uh, newsworthy I wouldn't expect coming out of it. But yeah, yeah. a couple of matches there that uh, that might be strong. Not the only WWE show uh, on this weekend as we get to the, uh, the rest of the weekend, probably uh, run through this. Uh, yeah, the, the funeral continues on JP World Collide is also taking place. But not in the UK, because um, that would be too obvious. <laughs> for some reason, we're in the, we're back in the performance center for uh, NXT UK versus uh, NXT proper uh, to run through uh, this card. Carmelo Hayes versus Ricochet is apparently a, a match on this thing. Uh, we got an NXT tag title slash UK tag title elimination four way match: Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs against the Creed brothers, Brutus Creed and Julius Creed, which could be names that JP made up. Pretty deadly. No, Elton Prince and Kit Wilson, um, which I'm pretty sure both of them were in Game of Thrones, versus Gallus of Mark Coffey and Wolfgang with Joe Coffey in their corner. Katana Chance 
and Caden Carter, again, uh, suspicious names, against Dewdrop and Nikki Ash for the NXT Women's Tag Team titles. At least they're putting some stars in there. Miko Satamora versus Mandy Rose versus the former B Priestley, Belair Davenport. Not sure why it's three-way. They're trying to uh, protect Miko or Mandy um, in the finish here by having Belair take the, uh, the fall. Bit of an odd one. And then in the NXT title versus NXT UK title unification match, um, Bron Breaker versus... The ghost formerly known as Tyler Bate. Um, mm. There you go. Worlds collide from the performance center, JP. Um, yeah. Again, the final nail in the coffin of NXT UK yes. to get a go on Cardiff weekend, and it's happening in the performance center. Of course it is. Yep. Good. And it'll be done in front of fans. I don't think pay anything to go there either to see it. Mm. I might watch this for shits and giggles. More, again, like, I mean, I really wish at this point, I mean, watching this, I'm smiling like I'm one of those African lads lifting coffins in the in the famous <laughs> memes at this point. That's where I am with this. Um, Brombrecker's got to win. I think Mandy Rose will end up winning. I think it's going to be NXT winning across the board yeah. pretty much on here. With Is the, there a token with the, win the, you can give to the UK? Yeah, Gallus. Fucking Gallus. Why... I don't know what they have on them in that company. Like, but my God, like the chances they get. It, it, I found it we, when Wolfgang first turned up in progress and Ali Pally and people are losing their mind. And I just remember Joe turning around sarcastically going, Wolfgang, Wolfgang's here. Fucking hell, Wolfgang's here. And I feel like that just hasn't gone away inexplicably. And the bloke <laughs> is still around. So like, I look at that. Carmelo Hayes. I mean, as long as he's like, you know, Channeling the spirit spirit of one of Britain's finest, Judo Al Hayes. Um, you know, him and Ricochet says a lot about Ricochet, doesn't it? <laughs> that this is where he is. He's there to kind of put over Carmelo Hayes. And that's where he is at this point in time. I'll watch you for shits and giggles as much as anything else, but I'm assuming there'll be some awful, awful stuff on here. It'll get ten minutes on spotlight on Tuesday. Um yeah. probably, but let's that- get it now. Mate, Noah N1 victory is getting more time than that. Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, Simon says here is Joe to blame for Gallus. I don't think we can uh, we can pin that on Joe. Um, it's a bit much. Uh, can we drag to. him back just for that one review? Just to bury Gallus. Uh, um. He would he would just be he just be kicking off of that. God love Get it. Get alive, come on, I'm watching this thing. Yeah, awful. Oh, awful. Yeah. Um Whatever, who cares? But yeah, and I think I think that's probably as Andy said there. I think yeah. Miko maybe goes over an air match. Other than that, NXT US across the board. Saying that, there's, there are talented young wrestlers on here. There'll probably be good matches in front of a performance and the crowd. Yeah. Um, but yeah, should be should that's be. Speaking of wrestling. Speaking of wrestling happening in the UK as we wrap up uh, this weekend, JP is the big one. Um, wrestling Golf Madrid, is that the name of this program? In that order. Like, yeah, that was the, the Gareth Bale statement, wasn't it? But except it was like, it was Wales Golf Madrid in that order. Like there was something about like always stuff being said about that. From the tram shed in Cardiff, um, we've got Mike Bird versus Danny Black. You know, they've got more Welsh people than what WWE have across across their cards in the first fucking match on it. Uh, Gene Money versus LJ Cleary. Uh, Laura DiMatteo versus Rio. Lycos Jim versus Greedy Souls. Brendan White and Danny Jones. Progress Women's 
title four-way match, Kanji versus Jody Threat versus Sky Smithson versus Alexis Falcon. At the title match, Luke Jacobs versus Ricky Shane Page. Tag team title match, three-way, Sunshine Machine, Chuck Mambo and TK Cooper versus 0121, Dan Maloney and Man Like Doris versus Smoking Aces of Charlie Sterling and Nick Riley. I reckon they'll be matching the night by quite a distance. And in the world title match, you know, your champion and mine, Spike Trevay versus Eddie Dennis, which for the low, low price of 89 pounds you can get a balcony seat and a signed photo from those two and i don't know that might be the best bargain you'll find all weekend who cares <laughs> that's my analysis who cares in times like this it's sold like, out well then in that case it would have served its purpose but there's things like is that the best use of luke jacobs no not really i mean could you put the title on Eddie Dennis? I suppose you could do if you wanted to pop a crowd. He wouldn't. He'd be a kind of more credible option at this point in time. But he just feels like a British wrestling card in twenty twenty two, doesn't it? Honestly, yeah. Call me when they the uh, they can sell out the ballroom again. Uh, I mean, good for them that they've picked their spot yeah. onto Cardiff and gone to the what's it called the Trump Shed, um, which yeah. suits uh, which suits them at this point. Spike Trevay is their champion. You know, yeah. What's that about birds of a feather? Good luck to them. Um, yeah. Moving on from there um, into uh, somehow slightly less problematic promotions. GCW um, have got <laughs> shows. Uh, Going on uh, this weekend as well. I think that's unfair to progress, probably. Um, they got the, uh, the the joint show with Black Label Pro, uh, Four Cup Stuffed, uh, which is taking place tonight uh, from the Hoffman uh, from the Hoffman Estates in uh, in Illinois, the Grand Sports Arena. So uh, they'll be taking advantage of uh, big stuff going on in the uh, in the US over the uh, over the weekend. Uh, just to give you the the picks of the litter there, because yeah. we haven't got too much time left. Killer Kelly and Tom Lawler against Billy Starks and Brian Alvarez is a real match. When I was uh, teamed up with Killer Kelly in the uh, in the bowling in Germany, little did I know that uh, I wasn't the uh, the biggest media member she'd ever face in a sport contest. Brian Alvarez, what a match. <laughs> um, that is. In is the Cat Miller versus Joey Janela. <laughs> it's also on that show. That's a Joey Janela right. match if I ever saw one. Uh, also, Shane Mercer, Marco Stunt, uh, Calvin Santman, Rich one for the uh, Black Label Pro heavyweight title um, on those uh, on that show as well. You've also got the Art of War games going on uh, day after tomorrow night, uh, Saturday. Uh, just a GCW only show. Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne versus Aussie Open. Um, like mm-hmm. the uh, like the Aussie lads getting uh, getting some work in America. Um, good luck to them. Uh, that's a strong one. Alex Shelley, Bray Christians on that show. Um, also, Charlie Evans versus Sawyer Wreck. Uh, apparently, there's a two ring ladder scramble fuck fest match. Progress could do mm-hmm. with one of them on their card. Apparently, that's uh, that's taking place. And also, uh, this weekend for GCW, they're the settlement series, which uh, they give such a fuck about. They haven't announced any matches for, but that's what I love uh, that. Those shows are. Mm, it's not as good work as they've got on there, there as well. <laughs> None of the big GCW names are turning. It's like it literally is. A contract. It's, it's just fulfilling a contractual requirement. That's all, and they'll always make all it is. They'll do it the afternoon of a bigger show that's on fight. Um, I kind yeah. of respect uh, the pettiness there, but yeah, that's taking place as well this weekend. In case you're interested, and I, as Andy points out in the chat, by the way, we skipped over it, but also in the UK, there's an ICW midnight match um, going on. So uh, yeah, Andy can uh, enjoy that uh, in the UK. Uh, what else we got, JP? Well, and I'm not going to AAW running this uh, uh that mm-hmm. weekend is in chicago as well which makes sense they're the chicago based promotion couple of small highlights um from there you've got um 
it's kind of quite weird match as much as anything else. You've got Josh Alexander versus Masha Slamovic for the Impact World title. It's a bit weird because Masha Slamovic is obviously going to be challenging for the women's title at the, that's sort of an odd match to kind of give away on that. You've got um, in an AEW Heritage title match, Ace Austin versus Davey Vega. Davey Vega and Matt Fitch are like big parts, like the heavyweight champions, Matt Fitch in there as well. You've got Davey Richards versus Fred Yehi which I think could be an interesting match. Fred, Fred Yehi, who's on New Japan Strong uh, this week against Fred Rosser for the title on there. So, And an Amish street fight, which I'm intrigued by. I don't know what that could entail. Ren Jones versus Levi Everett. So, yeah, that's going on. But really, we've buried the lead till the very, very end here, mate. We've got the N1 victory grand final. Like, which I think we're starting off spotlight with this on Tuesday. Just to let you know. I want to give us a full hour... Plenty of time. And if we've got time, maybe cover all out. I reckon that should be the plan of attack. But the mate is headlined with the N1 victory grand final of Hideki Suzuki versus Kaito Kiyomiya. This is on Saturday, by the way. And then you've got for the GHC Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship, the car is working. Chris Ridgway and Yoshinara Gawa versus Aita and Kataro Suzuki. And then throughout that, Jack Morris is on there with Daiki and Alba versus Anthony Green and Stallion Rogers. He's had he's had a good run of it over there. It's bigging him up there. Other than that, it's a series of kind of multi-mans, the the kind of usual stuff on there. It's really about who's going to win that final. You could go either way on it. It's Noah. Let's assume they'll go for the older man in this and Hideki Suzuki. And again, inexplicably ignore the person who's been very much set up as their future ace, Kaito Kiyomiya. But the sensible booking decision would be to have Kaito Kiyomiya. And as Simon says there in the chat, you always want to sign up to see Benno's face whenever I do these uh, kind of rundowns of stardom cards or when the internet went off for me and Benno had to do a stardom car by himself and he still doesn't know that AZM is a zoomie. It's great shit to see on here. But yeah, it's really uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Done, done very well since she left the City Academy to sign for Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> also, Strong's on this weekend uh, is the only other note. Eddie Kingston v. Jake something is apparently uh, on that journey. Yeah. Fred Ross is it the Red. first... Is it the first championship match between two people called Fred? I'm just curious about that. Fred Rosser versus Fred Yehi. Just or or, or the famous wrestling Freds. Are there any? Fred Ottman. Freddy, Freddy Joe Floyd. Freddie Blassie. Back in there. <laughs> Freddie Joe Floyd is Tracy Smothers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This was a do-death run, wasn't it? Sorry, I'm just laughing at Chris's comment. Yeah, it'll, uh, the review of that, that, uh, that Noah card will get five minutes in the pre-show, if that. Well, Absolutely. Like, yeah. Oh, Chris says AW was last night. Fair enough. Got that right. Apologies. <laughs> Blame cage match. Uh, I did. I yeah, I didn't, I didn't look at it. I didn't look at the date on it as well. They all merged. No, it was right. No, you age. were you were right. Cage matches wrong. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll blame them. Um, there are there are rivals anyway. As we are, we are grapple. But no, that brings us uh, to the end of the uh, the weekend preview. I know there are a couple of uh, sm- smaller shows. Uh, Knock around. Me too. Me too. It's a great website. Great use of resource. Yeah. Uh, just not as good as Grapple. Uh, speaking of Grapple, like I said, at the top of the show and uh, during the AW uh, review, if you do uh, do fancy uh, ordering all out at the weekend, no pressure yes. uh, from us, but if you do order it, grappleapp.com slash support. Uh, do the order through there um, and get it. Uh, get it through there. A few threads uh, being mentioned there, JP. Does Alfred Hayes uh, count? There you go. There's a, uh, there's a famous Fred. He might have faced on the Judo Al at some point. Might even he, he just... <laughs> He ostracised the Fred for any reason. 
Uh, there you go. Well, yeah, that brings us uh, to the end of uh, another weekend show. Like I say, if you are, uh, if you did enjoy this uh, tonight, uh, we have a lot going on on the uh, the Patreon at the minute. We've obviously just finished our UK only uh, pay per view review, um, looking at a uh, Capital uh, Carnage from 1998. Uh, that was a, a great time. You can get that now. It is uh, the start of the month, so I think it's always the uh, mm. the best time to uh, to sign up to the Patreon. You get the weekend preview uh, every weekend. Not always as stacked as this, but you do get uh, nice bonuses uh, like you've got tonight with uh, internet woes and uh, other technical issues uh, aside. You can uh, you can join us each Friday for a, a little mini spotlight that we do. But yeah, as well as that, we are going to be recording over the weekend an episode of Observe This where we look at the uh, the news week of SummerSlam 92 through the uh, the, Obser- the eyes of the uh, the Observer uh, and the Torch. And yeah, plenty of other um, bonus content coming uh, this month. JP's uh, news recaps uh live spotlight uh us in video uh, every monday or tuesday as well jp lots of uh stuff for people to get into i'm, I'm pretty much writing thing we'll be hitting 500 shows since we've shot like, the patreon 500 yeah. bits of audio which is fucking Can you believe insane that? i meant to mention that at the top mate for, for i think this is yeah. show 494 something like that as far Christ. as audio um and there's actually there are actually some grappy hours that I didn't put out audio of, so we probably yeah. technically hit the 500 already, but not according to the feed. So I think we'll do something about 500 to show. What do you reckon, JP? Big grappy so. hour. We haven't done one in a while. I think a big grappy hour. We haven't done one in a while, and then we can get mm-hmm. can like, like talk about all the other shows that we've done because Gareth brought the point of was it a top five list of uh, it's got a bit mm-hmm. being John Malkovich here top five list of favorite Patreon shows that we've done. It's just like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think literally sniffing our own farts on that one. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I've got, I've got some thoughts. Maybe, maybe during the grappy hour, I'll, uh, I'll run down my, uh, my five favorite shows we've done on the Patreon. But yeah, action never stops over there. We're going to be uh, hitting five hundred uh, very, very soon. So yeah, look forward to, to that on the Patreon side. Thank you to people who've been uh, following on the uh, the public uh, YouTube. Um, we've, uh, we've uh, been throwing uh, some comments in there. But yeah, baby, thank you to our patrons who have supported on the Patreon side. Uh, thank you specifically to our Kings of the Mountain, Carl Gack, Robert Brocky, Gunny Daniel, Conor O'Loughlin, Eddie Saiburn, Simon Mulvaney, and LF Doom. Um, but yeah, thank you, JP. Anything else you uh, you want to mention before we go? That's it. Other than get, if you want to order all out, grapple.com for, grappleapp.com forward slash support. There and you go. Get it over there. Kuda Hafiz. Urdu. Which means God protect you. <laughs> Um, yeah, the official national language of Pakistan. Cheers, all. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, public. We'll catch you again on Spotlight on Tuesday. Bye.